This is Tyrick Thorne from Empire Chimera. You're listening to the Shattered Order Podcast. What a piece of junk! This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off! If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and this is episode 98. Now, you might notice on your screen that that is not Wink. He did not shave. That is actually one of my two guests, guest hosts, that is Stan there and on the line. We also have Sparrow, both from the Cantina Vizsla Podcast. What's up, guys? How's it going? Oh, it is going great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, go, great. <laughs> I couldn't drive this myself. I mean, you saw, you've seen and heard everything that's happened in the last thirty minutes trying to get this going. So I appreciate you being here. The Our shattered pleasure. order never has te- technical difficulties. Everything goes smoothly. Every time, every time, like clockwork, there's something that happens. It's all sound. Sound is like drives the podcast, but every week some minor setting playing with your computer throughout the week just throws everything into a tizzy so right yeah it's a nightmare i I live in a constant state of tizzy so it's all it's all familiar (laughs) yeah for sure that's me too so uh anything uh fun and exciting happen outside the game for you guys this week it has been a week from hell for me. Uh, we had some some stuff going on at, at work. Had a, a tanker do some naughty things, big tanker truck. Um, had our plant struck by lightning that blew our network out, so that was down for way too long, and this shows how much we rely on technology. Um, weather has been... <laughs> I think we're like on phase one of heroic weather now. Like As soon as you go outside, <laughs> it... it it applies burning. We've got uh, pollen up, defense down. It's, it saps your energy. It's it's terrible. Uh, other than that, life is good though. What about oh, yeah. you guys? Just a lot of debuffs going on. <laughs> yeah, I love how the old man in the room goes through and talks about the weather. Right. I, I saw some. <laughs> I saw some kids in my neighborhood too. They were they were up to no good. I can tell. <laughs> they were eyeing my grass, freshly right. cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. I I had a better week than Stan then apparently. I I went through and work was work. It's been busy trying to catch up with this new job, but I mean other than that, I mean, I went through and played golf today when the sun actually finally came out um and played like crap, which pisses me off, but you know what? 
gotta gotta enjoy the nice weather while it's out but i've also was watching um on netflix um the rain um a new show that they added there that seemed really cool with new um apocalyptic take on everything as far as going through and the rain carrying a virus and creating this world so it was it's really interesting and i'm really enjoying it so far isn't that what happened with that movie the mist something similar or was that ghosts inside the mist uh i saw mist on there i haven't watched that one I, it sounds similar this one's <laughs> kind of like going through like a virus actually in the rain that affects everybody trying to create that apocalyptic world where everybody's trying to kill each other trying to go through and basically find food that's it no weapons really it's just hey i, I want your food so they're fighting over the snacks the little jimmies <laughs> yeah. they're very peaceful right so everything is uh everything is done through rochambeau there you go <laughs> Give of me course, food. they're very diplomatic about it. One, two, three, <laughs> shoot! <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I've been sick, so That's... if my voice has changed or sounds funky, that's why. It's either that or the sound. I don't know which one. I'll blame it on one of those two. But uh, I blame yeah. it on Stan's weather. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. There's a lot of you guys know what mesquite trees are. Yeah. Yeah, I heard them. They're big green skin trees, but every time around May, April, May, they're covered in these yellow flowers, and they it's just pollen city all throughout my neighborhood. It's a nightmare. I don't know. All I know is you chop them up, and they make very good uh, smoking for oh. ribs, chicken. Yes, good, good point. You could get all the mesquite you ever wanted in my neighborhood. In fact, I'll let you cut down some of the trees if you want. Amazing. <laughs> I, I know of a brick pizza oven that I would be perfect for it. Very nice. So what do you got here? What is this? Solo review embargo up. I had heard about this. I think I saw that there were some, uh, some reviews already out. I didn't listen to them because I just kind of want to go in blind, but... Uh, Without any spoilers, have you guys heard anything about what people thought of it yet? Yeah, it seems to be the uh, kind of the initial impressions are they're positive. It's a seems to be a fun movie, maybe a little rough around the edges, uh, but overall, it's it's a fun movie, and I think that if you go in there with those expectations, it should be all right. But I, I think Star Wars people that go in looking to hate it will find plenty to, to complain about. But I'm gonna go with open mind. Hopefully, have a good time. I'm not gonna be able to see it opening night. I'll be driving to Colorado next week so I'm going to miss out the on the pre, the opening night but hopefully I get to see it soon. Uh what about you? You going to see it opening night? I don't know about opening night but I think uh, I'm going to take my daughter the day it opens. So I think we'll go see it on that Friday. And uh yeah. Well, she has school, so we'll see. Maybe after school. Who yeah, check her but out. I, needs yeah, exactly. When you got Star Wars. Whatever. Don't matter. The uh, nope, goldfish memory lost it. What was I gonna say? <laughs> dur, 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 dur. I don't know. God, what was I gonna say? Oh, I, I was gonna say, gonna say, but the, after the Last Jedi, I have this feeling that every movie that comes out for Star Wars after that is going to have the same 
stupid critiques. Not not stupid, sorry. People have feelings about these movies, but I don't think every movie needs to be broken down to the to every right. second of the movie. But I have a feeling that's what's going to happen from now on. So I'm afraid of what everyone's going to do when this movie comes out. But I myself am really excited for it. So we'll see. I, yeah, I don't even know if it's really that as far as any movie's going to get that. I think as far as reviews go and from what I mean, I've tried to avoid a lot of it. But from what I've heard with this, it sounds exactly like The Last Jedi where the people that are not liking it or even remotely saying, hey, I don't really know how I feel about this, are people going in with expectations on how they feel the movie should be. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with how the plot is, how the movie is, how the actors act. It's, well, Han Solo isn't Harrison Ford, so I, I just couldn't get over that. That has no bearing on the movie at all other than your personal preference on it. Yeah, And that seems to be what the majority of these reviews that put anything negative on it is people are going in there with an expectation of what it should be and they aren't getting exactly what they should be. So they're complaining about it. Yeah, I'll say this. We... Sorry, Go I just got off the idea of the Hans or the uh, Harrison Ford thing. I would have a hard time if they cast anyone other than Ewan McGregor for Obi-Wan if they do a standalone Obi-Wan that's set after the Clone Wars. I'd have a hard time with that. I'd probably be have a hard time getting over it too, but I still would watch the movie and try to go in not thinking I'm going to hate it, you know? I don't well, know. He's, still, he's mm-hmm. still in the right age window where it could make it work uh, versus I mean, you can't do anything with Harrison Ford. He's a million years old. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So, like, if it if we're after Clone Wars and they didn't pick Ewan McGregor, then I'd... I'd probably have a problem, but I don't know. I'd still want to see it. I love that character regardless. So Yeah. Alright, well let me hit this sounder. Wink wink. <laughs> hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? What did we do in Swoga this week? Well let me start off. I've uh, by the end of tonight I will have gear twelve Gear 12 Rex and Han Solo trying to gear up my, uh, yeah, there you go. Trying to gear up my Rex, uh, led team for arena to try to just start shooting up a little better than my RJT team was. And just to have more gear 12s because those two are pretty dang good ones. Like I said, I don't have a ton, but the ones I choose are for a reason. And there's that. So finally got, I think that would be like eight and nine for gear 12s for me. But the more fun part is I'm finally catching up with to probably you guys and everyone else with the whole ship thing. Because as you know, because I know you guys listen, that I have always hated ships. But I'm now to the point where I only have five, sh- six ships that aren't seven star. And four of the six are almost seven star. So I seven starred Bistan's X-Wing this week. I should seven star Reaper this week and First Order... Special Forces TIE Fighter, and then all I have left is Scimitar, Plo Koon, ha. and then I don't have Shuttle or Millennium Falcon unlocked, so those will be the long the long haul, but getting pretty dang close there. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Getting ready for the whole get- ship rework. <laughs> yeah, getting, yeah, exactly. They're getting, getting ready towards the uh, 
to not having anything to buy in fleet shipments for once, besides maybe yeah. Grievous. I still need some Grievous shards, but other than that, since he never shows up. And then uh, as far as Galactic Power goes, I hit a couple milestones this week. I hit 2.6 on my main account, finally. And uh, 2 million, the 2 million mark on my alt. I did not see that coming for a long time, but somehow I have a 2 million Galactic Power alt. It's crazy. So that's that's pretty much all I've done this week. How about you guys? Star with Sparrow. Yeah, Go ahead, Stan. <laughs> you're, you're on the same wig with there, Stan. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, mine was the most boring, so I was going to let Sparrow go first, but since I'm yapping. Uh, I got my Wicked up to seven star with the last indoor escalation, so I was able to get some Zetas out of that, so that was always exciting. Nice. Uh, other Did than- you get the three? There's a there's a range, right? Uh, it's what, two to four? Yeah, it is, it's range. I got two. It's- oh, ouch. But yeah. those are better than zero, so. Exactly. Yeah, I will take them. <laughs> For sure. Um, uh, other than that, I've been on a kind of a Treya save, and I don't know. Just had a an epiphany or something that you know, saving up gear is is cool and it's nice to be able to gear somebody up immediately. But it makes for a boring couple of months in between. So I was looking at my teams and decided I wanted to get my first order team up finally and. Saw all those green pluses staring at me, so went ahead and got my fox up and my first order stormtrooper and Dingar just for for S and G up to gear eleven. Um, so <laughs> nice. I got two two pretty uh, pretty sweet teams. Uh, Dude, that's my, my, that's that first order team is a lot of fun, especially with fox in there. If they really the are. Lead, they're a lot of fun. And, you know, and that's kind of the downside to doing the the hoarding is you kind of get stuck in your playing patterns where you're you're playing the same arena team, the same everything, same raid teams all the time, and it it, it makes the game even kind of kind of monotonous. So this this shakes up a little bit, keeps it fun, and and I found with the new shard shop, you know, I'm getting gear a lot faster than you know we've kind of been accustomed to. So getting another stun cuff is not you know, this Herculean task that it used to be. Oh, I'm completely with you there. Finding um, Mark III hollow projectors, it, it's pretty easy to get that to 20 now. You can usually find them in at least one of the stores to grab. The stun gu- uh, stun cuffs, uh, stun cuffs, uh, Carbonis show up a lot. I wish stun guns showed up were in some of the stores yeah. a little more often. That's the one that's still a hang up for me, but I'm with you, man. Losing out on some of the spending more uh, energy on hard notes now that they're at eight. I still don't find that my gear has slowed down too much because you can buy them in the stores, you know? Well, not only that, but they actually put useful gear on those hard notes too. So even if you mm-hmm. go get Bolo on a, a Holdo node, at least you got a couple of uh, stun guns out of it. I'm digging that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, other than that, speaking of hard nose, I've just been kind of chugging along with those. I got zombie up to 45 of 100. My uh, spirit is 69 <laughs> of 100. And I'm, I'm trying something new this time. I'm using all my arena payouts to buy the uh, the marquee pack. So I'm trying to get Bosk up. Hasn't been going too great so far. I'm at 39 of 85, but maybe I'll get lucky and, and hit one of those, those big wins. But we'll see. Um, having a lot of fun with Bosk. I'm not. I'm not regretting it. But I mean, I'm at the very least, 
get that six star, right? So then you can use them in both missions on Dark Side Territory Battle. You need six yeah. star for that other one, right? Right. Yeah. Which, which I can I can free or, or pass it with who I got with the old school uh, Sir George's strategy, but oh, okay. Bosk makes it so much easier. Right, Actually, with the payouts too, that really helps a lot too. But that was pretty much my week. Nothing, nothing super exciting. But hey, that's what the game is. Random question: What payout leader are you using? Uh, I'm going with uh, Boba Fett, simply because it's it's easiest to get. Now, on the lower missions, I'll, I'll use Bosk, but nine times out of ten, I'm going Boba. Gotcha. How about you, Stan? What's up with you? <laughs> Sparrow. You already talked to Stan, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, the first I'll time I what said, I'm what's doing. up, Sparrow, and then Stan went. So now I'm asking Stan, and you can answer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Stan, you messed everything up. Not say it's, it's what I do. All right. But, yeah, I, I finally caught up with everybody about a year later and finally caught on to that Darth Nihilus train. As far as, he's a pretty good character, so I finally got him up to seven stars. So I knocked out another hard node two weeks in a row. So I am pumped about knocking out that hard node and not having to worry about it. But at the same time, I got him to seven stars. I needed three pieces of salvage, two for one piece to finish and one for another. And I have spent probably... 400 energy trying to get these pieces got zero <laughs> absolutely none so i can't gear 12 him because i'm missing three pieces of salvage they won't show up in the store they won't show up in drops of the energy nodes so he is what he, he is where he is but he should be gear 12 is pretty much what i'm saying and i also put a zeta on his unique because i am gearing up getting ready to switch over my arena team from the JTR squad over to a Sith Triumvirate Treya team. Not sure exactly what leader I'm going to go with yet, but I am ready and have the Zeta saved for Scion and Treya currently. So I have 60 Zeta saved up, and I'm ready for that team, just gearing them up a little bit. But other than that, I mean... That was kind of like my big thing. And then Mother Talzin and Wicket, they're cruising along. Wicket's at 60 of 100, so almost ready there to match Stan getting Zetas. And then Mother Talzin, I think I think I have her 15 of 100 right now, so slowly getting there with her also. And she's just a couple pieces from Gear 12 as soon as she goes 7 stars to be able to do that and get that full Night Sister team ready and moving. Very nice. Yeah, I'm finally in a spot where I can work on the Night Sister team. But I had to... I finally got all of them to the original Night Sisters to seven stars, so I thought I was going to start working on them. Then someone convinced me, DJ for my arena shard, convinced me I should work on my arena team, so I'm working on that now, but... I definitely want that. Uh, I want that Night Sister team too. There's a lot of things I want. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. You look because oh, yeah. you were talking about First Order, right? You're like, hey, I'm gonna make this because you know they're fun to play with. 
and uh, I just want to, right? Well, that's my thought with Ewoks, because they're fun to play with. That's my thought with Night Sisters, because they're <laughs> fun to play with. All these synergy teams I want to gear up right now, but uh, yeah, it's it's rough. So yeah, I have a question knows. for you. What what made you decide to do your arena team rather than going through and kind of gearing up? Because you're running JTR right now, currently, right? Yes. JTR, Wampa, so, and Crew, I think. So what made you go through and decide you needed to work on your arena team when, what, you're over halfway to Treya? Well, that was the other thing, right? So I'd been working on the Sith for Treya, but right now my I'm not too far off from getting the five characters for my Rex team at uh, uh, gear 12 to just switch over some mods and use them. So once I get Rex and Han Solo at gear 12, I'll have Rex, Han Solo, CLS, um, crew and Thrawn at gear 12. So I'm just going to switch to that team. So it won't, it's not going to take a lot of work to get that arena team ready and they can climb a lot easier in my arena shard than my JTR is right now. So that's why I'm going to switch that one. And then I'll yeah, go back and to... And how close are your Sith? Oh, uh, let's see here. That's a good question. I think my Darth Nihilus is gear 11. My trooper is gear, almost gear 10. Gear 11 for Palpatine. Scion is not even geared at all, so that's... Well, I, I think for... I was going to say for for at least what I'm doing is, and from what I've been seeing, it seems like the Sith Triumvirate is really where you want to focus your gear. And then it's mm -hmm. kind of just, it's kind of like um, JTR, R2-D2, and BB-8. If you have those three, they make the team. And then you just put in two other, um, any other tune or the tune tune. So you can put in Wampa or something like that, but it's mainly having Treya geared, North Nihilus geared, and Scion geared. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe I'll go off a trooper and just go on Scion for now. Because shouldn't... Okay, we were going to talk about this a little bit later, what we could talk about right now. Scion and Visa's Mar should be coming farmable very soon, correct? Right, yeah. I'm, my calculation is probably the 23rd when that window should open. Yeah, because, because I heard, they heard... got put into shipments the same time as Sith Marauder. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, so because I had heard people guessing that this big update coming next week would be when those two those ones went free to play. So might be best for me to just move on to Scion after I um, at least get Han Solo to gear 12 because I need that extra health in phase three of the Sith raid. Yeah. So it's already so much and RNG with the Chex Mix team. If you get it fully set up and you're ready to go and like the first time Treya attacks Han Solo, she kills him because he doesn't have enough health because you've maxed him out on offense it's oh, what a terrible feeling <laughs> so give me all that extra protection i, I always yeah i always get a horrible feeling with checks mix because i swear i set it up perfectly every time and the first mm -hmm. attack with the saber all the buffs go yep. and i'm like why did i spend that much time trying to set up tenacity up crit chance up crit damage <laughs> up and then first attack 
gone. And I'm like, well, Dispelled. that was like, useless. Oh. Yeah. No, it's even worse Thanks. than that. It's when you get it set up and everything's going perfectly, and then she isolates hand. You're like, God dang it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that, you know, that's a quality of life that I've been kind of pushing for is we need a restart. Not a, not a retreat, but just a restart. Same team, same setup. That way you don't have to go back to the menu, re, re-go in, re-choose your team. Yeah. That would, make, that would make raid runs so much easier. Oh, yeah, for sure. That sounds awesome, actually. I never even thought about that. I would love that. All about it. All right. Next sounder. Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. All right. This week in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, we've got some calendar updates there's a few more events going on this week. Uh, actually, it's funny because this is about as many events as we had last week, even with the three-day gap. So it's kind of funny that way. But May 19th, so tomorrow, Saturday, Assault Battle Military Might. That is, This will be the first one with the Mythic tier, right? Or did we have one already for this one? I'm not sure. I'm looking at my rewards and not seeing anything crazy other than an Omega. So I'm not, not entirely sure on this one. No. We'll see. find out that in the next uh, three hours here. So that one's coming up tomorrow, May 21st, Omega Battles with Sith and Droid. Super exciting. May 22nd, blank. Probably yeah, uh, Heist. Yeah, oh, yeah. Heist okay, Heroes. Yeah, Heist Heroes calling a credit Heist on this one. Um, yeah, it's kind of a potential update date. Since that is in the window that they talked about for pushing it out. But who knows? What day of the week is that? Uh, Let's see. Is that Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. I could see that for sure because Tuesday seems to be the day lately. Except this last week it was Monday. But uh, Tuesday usually seems to be the day. I think there was something there. I kind of think it's the 22nd simply because... They want the game up and running and the bugs worked out for the solo movie release because that's going to draw a lot of people, you know, into the game. Uh, potentially, you know, just look for something to do while they're, oh, yeah, Star Wars. I got my phone. Let's see, what, let's see what's out there. They don't want a, a buggy mess on their hands for all these new yeah. players. Well, I don't know if you guys, either of you two, when you saw The Last Jedi, they had a Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes ad play on the screen before the movie. So I could definitely see that happening. I was too busy playing the game, so I probably didn't see it. <laughs> You're like, I didn't need the ad. I already had the game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I I was doing the same thing. I heard it, and I looked up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pay us right now. I can't pay attention to that. I already know what that is. <laughs> You're like, that's probably a cool new video, but I'm not interested. That's awesome. May 23rd, Ghosts of Dathmere. That is the... Ghost and zombie event, I believe, right? Yeah, I, I need those shards, so bring it on. Yep, give them to me. I like them. Also says here, Scion Visa's free-to-play window. So that's that's the date you said that you had uh, calculated based on the yeah when they went to shipments and everything else. So we shall see. If the update does happen on the 22nd, we may see them drop on that day. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see when that happens. Because if not... We don't know when the next update is, so 
that would push it out probably a couple of weeks, which they said they didn't. They want really wanted to stick to that uh, cadence. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them. Now, now here's my theory on these two. I think they're going to go to the ship PVE table. I think that's why they were released separately from Sith Marauder uh, because mm-hmm. they they are pretty sought after characters and ships. You know, got to admit they're not the most exciting part of the game. So I think if they really want to drum up some interest in it and get people invested in ships, they need to put some rewards on those tables that people want to go after. You know, if you don't care Mm -hmm. about ships, you're not going to grind a bunch of ships to get more ships. You will grind ships to go after Scion though. I guarantee you. So I kind of think that's what they're going to do. So they're waiting to get that mode into the game before they put those characters in. So that's my, that's my wild hair theory. We'll see if it pans out or not, but that's that's what I think is going to happen. Well, that goes along with the same line of thinking as they've already used, where Zetas go to characters, but you use ships to unlock Zetas for the longest time. So, mm-hmm. same type of deal. May twenty fourth, yeah, indoor. I'm kind, res- of, Sorry, I'm kind of ahead. of a separate opinion. No, I'm a kind of a separate opinion as far as Dan goes, but similar thought with that pve tables but just thinking that they're going to move the ships that are on light side and dark side um Mm -hmm. battles moving them into pve ships and then putting scion and visas onto the regular dark side and light side same kind of thought just with a shard shuffle as far as going through and putting ships with ships and characters with characters to kind of make it more of a how they were talking about trying to make everything a little bit more not not streamlined but more coherent as far as hey you go into light side territory battles to get character shards you go to cantina to get character shards you go to the ship tables to get ship shards and trying to keep in that cohesiveness with it but i could see either way honestly yeah i could see that for sure too because like i said well i could see either point i can see stands or your sparrow um, what it boils down to for me is that I don't care which way they go because adding another energy and another table means I can farm them both at the same time and it's not going to affect my decision on what I'm going to farm, you know? I don't have to choose between one or the other. I get to choose both at the same time, right? So it's not right. going to... It's not forcing me into a choice of do I want to try to finish off my ships and get the Millennium Falcon or do I want to go after Scion? No, I can go after that one and that one at the same time if that's the way it happens. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And plus, you know, if you don't care about ships, that ship PVE table is another way to get gear, looks like. Uh, did you see the, the SWGOH.GG uh, gear pages had like placeholders for Carbonti locations and things like that? I have seen those placeholders, so yeah, that'd be interesting. Are, yeah, people are speculating that's going to be the ship PVE table, so more ways to get that gear. Hey, great. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it, a secondary gear farm area, especially if you can add in some um, character shards that way. I don't. We talked about this last week with the PVE table, me and Wink, but uh, you know how they're going to have hard nodes and regular nodes for ship the ship PVE table. So if one of them's if one of them's giving you gear and the other one's hard nodes that are the ones for the sh- uh, character shards, then that's totally fine by me because I will find a way 
to farm both of what I need from there, especially depending on how they give out the extra energy. So the question, okay, random question. We don't even know what the table's really like yet at this point, but is that your is that your off the rails sounder there? Let's go down this pipe. We're going down the pipe. <laughs> but the uh let's say like are we going to get PvE table bonus energy like Cantina or like the regular PvE table? You think it would be once a day or three times a day? What what do I hope or what do I think? Tell me what you think, and then I'll assume that the opposite is what you hope. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be one time a day since it's one table. Um, is what my thought is. Unfortunately, I would hope it's the other way. That way, it can actually get that hardware built, not hardware ability, whatever. Um, what are they calling it? Reinforcement abilities. Mm-hmm. Um quicker and get that material quicker and whatever else they put in there whether it's gear or anything i would like that but i just don't see it happening yeah i'm thinking it's gonna be cantina style too okay let me tell you the reason i think that it might be the other way and that's only because the cantina doesn't have hard nodes right so the pve table is going to have the hard nodes so you're going to have the really expensive ones to spend your energy on along with the normal modes. So you're going to have hard modes where you get a capped number of them and then the normal nodes. So I'd assume they'd probably give us energy to finish off whatever hard node we farm and then maybe a little extra. That would be my guess, but I I can see both sides of it for sure. Maybe they'll split the difference if we get two times a day. You know what would be awesome, uh, just on that thought, is if you got two... The six and nine, you got the ship one, and then the noon, you got the cantina one. I'd be okay with that, too. Or they just spread it out throughout the day to get you to log in a couple more times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two two new bonus times. (laughs) I could see that as well. (laughs) Log in at 2 p.m. Get your bonus. 2 a.m. Actually, probably be more. (laughs) Yeah, 2 a.m. Yeah, right at reset. Sleep is for the week. That's right. I think I'm an average of five de- five hours a night. I, I don't need any more than that. Come on. <laughs> May 24th, indoor escalation. We had one last week. We're having one again this week. That's awesome. I'm at, uh, you said you were already farming the Zetas. I am one shard away from six star, uh, so I should get 20 more from that event. If I, When I refresh it, that'll put me a fifth of the way to just getting them to seven star. I'm hoping for the same thing with... Uh, Talzin, but it's crazy these eight these eight uh hard nodes are going quick because i'm already or add in the event with that it makes it go quick because my Talzin's at 10 out of 100 wicket's about to be 20 out of 100 i'm loving these events with the hard nodes mixed in it's 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 working much better than that two-year average we thought we were talking about oh yeah i mean they they can't go back from eight now can they i mean they said it was temporary but so was so was five. So was five. So was five. Yeah, so, yeah. And so is the mod store. So we'll see how long these things last. The longer they're there, the less likely I think they are to change. Uh, yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, I, I think that it really encourages buying those refreshes more than five would. I mean, I'd love mm-hmm. to see the data on this stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Last thing, May 25th is blank. That is the solo release. 
So I'm sure they want everyone to go see it and uh, get excited about it and probably drop some money on those young Han and Chewbacca characters after you get back. We'll talk about them here in a second because uh, we'll see where you guys are at, but I'll say right now I'm pretty excited about them, so we'll go from there. All right, it's update time. Let me play this. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. All right, so we had an update on the 17th, I believe. And, uh, yeah, had some pretty cool stuff in there. I want to talk about the, uh, first off, they had Young Han Solo and Vandor Chewbacca marquee events added. So, I don't know if you guys saw, you guys watched the trailers, right? Or are you trying to avoid spoilers? No, I've watched them. Okay, so. Yeah, I've watched the trailers. (laughs) The first time I saw Chewbacca on, and the end of the first trailer, right? Where he's, uh, he's hanging off the side of the train. Oh, sorry for anyone who hasn't seen the trailers. But anyways, <laughs> he's got the goggles on. The first time I saw Chewbacca with the goggles, I thought to myself, if they add the young Chewbacca into this game, the best way to differentiate him from the other characters would be to throw those goggles on him because then you're already different. He's already looks different than the other two, right? So I thought that was pretty funny when he popped in there and he actually had those goggles on. Like, I don't know how long he's going to wear them in the movie, but... Uh, there they are in the game, and he looks... Every, people are already calling him Steampunk Chewy, so oh, there you go. that. I, I love the uh, Jim, and, Jim and Dwight from The Office comparisons. Those are pretty good, too. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I prefer Rex Beck Chewbacca because all I see is Grant Hill oh, going God. through playing basketball, and I'm like, that that's all I see when I see <laughs> Chewbacca right now. Rex Beck. That's awesome. Yeah, so they added two marquee events, one for young Han Solo and one for Vandor Chewbacca, which that in itself could be considered a spoiler because no, we didn't know that Vandor, the planet, was a thing in this movie, but there it is. It's right there in his name. So we know they're going to be there at some point, possibly where they meet for the first time. Who knows? But uh, it's right there in his name. So I didn't do it. If you want a spoiler, blame someone else. All right. Territory battle changes. Some interesting stuff here, right? I, I I don't... This is just so weird how this happens because I don't feel like this character that they found this with was in all the teams that this happened in. You guys can tell me if I'm right or wrong here. But user interface bug, the disappearing UI. So there's a point, right, where if you didn't hit auto or you, di- you were in the middle of a battle, everything on the screen disappeared and your characters were just standing there. And the only way you could get out of it was to force quit the game and lose your battle, right? Right. And they and they found that one of Hot Hot Han's abilities was causing the issue. So they are they have removed Captain Han Solo as a required character for light side territory battles until the ability is fixed. They will add him back when as a requirement once the bug has been fixed. I just thought that was interesting cuz cuz do you get, can you guys remember any of the screenshots from your guild? Do they all have Hot Han in them? Because it doesn't seem like that was a trigger on it. And uh, was his ability doing this even when he wasn't in the team? Yeah, it always seemed I to me. I think what was... they're talking about is the final special mission, is which it was happening, because that's the only time I can actually think of him actually being a true requirement, mm-hmm. in which I've actually seen screenshots of this happening. 
Gotcha. Yeah, it seemed to me like it was always tied to either Chirrut's heel or an AOE effect. I think I've had it done with uh, Lando. But I, I can't remember it happening with, with Captain Han, though. Uh, what I do find funny is the character is so kind of underpowered, nobody cares that he's removed. Nobody's like, no, he was he was the key to my, my success. What are you doing? I'll tell Man. you what he was the key to, was the Young Han, Vander Chewbacca, light side scoundrel team, but I'll, I'll get there. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I am always off the rails. I don't know if you know this. Quite all right. Well, when you need all Hans on deck, I mean, obviously, Hot Han is needed. Hot Han is right on deck. But yeah, sorry. Continue. <laughs> so, who are you going to put in this place? I think we- any other rebel, I guess. <laughs> you know what? That's going to make that last yeah. mission so much easier. The only hard choice you're going to have now in that part is who do you want to take out of your other missions to just make that a, a steamroll, you know? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Because having both Leia and Hot Han in there made picking those three that went with them the hardest choice because you're like, which of these three are going to stay alive while the others die to finish this off? Usually it was... Yeah, I was going through and overpower overpowering that team just so I could actually go through and actually give up that one other mission. I would go through and get, what, five or six on the other mission because I was ensuring that I could actually get that bonus mission done. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, yeah, we don't stand a chance of getting that last star in the middle, so I'll make sure I get the added guild currency, and then what I get up above is what I get. I'm not too worried about it. Now, if I was closer... And Stan and I have kind of discussed this as far as hitting that 45 stars for the first time. I may change my strategy and actually not worry about that special mission just for a one-time go to get mm-hmm. that 45 stars. But other than that, it's not worth... It's worth giving up that regular mission to complete that bonus mission. Yeah, for sure. That's Argyll does that because it's... At this point... Getting a second star in the middle versus everyone completing that special mission, you're going to end up getting more... For us, we're getting more currency out of the special mission and everyone completing it than we would get from another star, you know what I mean? So we usually prioritize that beating that special mission in the sixth phase over you know, making sure you get six out of six or five out of six on the middle missions because there's just, what is it? Is it 80 per person? 90? 100? I don't remember what the number is there, but once you get 50 of the people finishing that, that that number of currency is out of control. So, yeah, it makes sense. And now it should be a little easier with Hot Han out of there until he's fixed, at least. But Yeah, his, his res was useful, but I'd rather have somebody that wouldn't die in the first place. Yeah. And you could just use... Well, no, Jin can't be used because she's... Her team is, her special mission is in phase six, right? You definitely wouldn't want to use her on that one. Right. Um, so something big that happened, or not big, I guess, just kind of an announcement they made today before we started doing this podcast, but uh, Rebel Assault was rescheduled. They announced that on Monday when they did the update, but uh, 
The one that was supposed to be from the 21st to the 26th was rescheduled. And by rescheduled, I think that just means canceled because I don't think it was rescheduled. I think it was just not done. But uh, there's a big update dropping between 521 and 526. And they did not want to unintentionally collide with guild coordination when they dropped this patch. So they were thinking of the players and thinking of you know what was going on they didn't want to drop all this new stuff in the middle of a territory battle and have uh, all that combined with trying to get your guild to not play those things and do their territory battles so that one is rescheduled but i think the biggest two big takeaways here there's a big update dropping next week and as far as we know the big things that are coming are the ship rework the 3v3 uh, quests, the new chat, and uh, possibly even more solo stuff than the two new characters we got this week. So am I missing anything there from the all the dev interviews in the past month? Do you guys remember anything else that might be coming this next week? Uh, no, it's a big one. Just the, uh, the, well, possibly the new raid rewards. They talked about that. They may roll out the new Gear 12 pieces in this update. But yeah, with the the ships, they didn't obviously didn't want it impacting the the new format. Uh, Question mm-hmm. can be tied to territory battles as well. So yeah, all kinds of stuff could go wrong. But they did they the guess a big update is they said they were going to just go ahead and give us a payout next Friday. <laughs> so hey, I'll take it. Uh, that's even, that's pretty huge too because that's what is it six days worth of territory battle and you're they're just giving you those rewards for free. Yeah, they said they're going to give you what you earned during your last territory battle, which is the dark side version of it. So if you were kind of banking on some more Rolo shards, you'll be out of luck. But if you're like me and need just two more IPD shards <laughs> because you're an idiot, this is a this is a godsend. The universe has smiled upon me, and all is right in the world. That's pretty awesome. You know, that's a two two weeks you don't have to wait to get your seven star. And that right. dude is fun. That I I would take I take IPD over Rolo at any point right now. That dude is a lot of fun to play with. I don't know how much you've played with him so far. When I got mine to seven star, I threw. I got him immediately to gear nine or ten. I can't, I can't remember, but that territory war, that bomb going off, super fun. Yeah, a little kamikaze death bot. It's, oh man, what's not what's not the love? The AOE dispel with the uh, the target lock. He's fun, man. Really, yeah. Cool and character. plus, he has some some synergy with IG eighty eight now with the target lock. So that's, yeah, that's a plus. Definitely. Two. So, so the only two that do target lock. That's that's that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, we we talked about it before the show. I just keep forgetting I have him. You know, if I don't have a character at seven stars, it's like they don't exist. And you know, <laughs> I get to the end of Territory Wars, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have used him to blow up that annoying little JTR. So, in uh, chat, Ace2E is asking, is it really going to be dark side territory stuff or light side from a month ago? And you had found somewhere on the forums about this, right? Yeah, the official thread on the forums, the devs have come back and clarified uh the previous dark side territory battle will be the rewards you get. And it will include special mission rewards like shards and guild event currency. 
Very cool. Yeah, so that's great because that was the one thing that uh, we were talking about in our guild was we get the we get the payout for the end of the territory battle, but those special missions were the real question. So it'd be nice to get all of that stuff for sure. And I'm pretty sure that's going to be enough in my guild to push most of everyone to seven star IPD. So that'll be nice, fun wall to see that day. Those rewards are given out where everyone unlocks them or yeah, gets them to seven nice, star. Uh, I mean, nice GP boost too. We were doing some math in our guild about what it's going to take to get um, seven stars in the next territory battles and. You know, just mathematically, we can't get it without another five and a half to six million GP. So that's going to help boost that up a little bit as well. Oh yeah, that that'll be a nice nice bump there. All yeah, right, so, so you got two some things with the um, territory battles. Mm-hmm. So the territory battles probably dark side. It's what we were talking about earlier um, before we started the the pod was going through that movement within guilds it's really hard to go through and do a light side territory battle from a month ago as your rewards because of how much guild movement there is as far as actually going through and figuring out who gets what and everything where dark side territory battles just being a little bit ago you have less variance with that so that's probably why they're doing um, dark side territory battles versus light side territory battles um, payout Mm -hmm. and then as far as the update goes, I think you're forgetting one crucial thing that I'm ex- really excited for that they did mention, and that is raids. They The auto-join, setting it up as a guild leader where you can actually um, not allow damage, um, auto-start um, times in which you could just set a timer for it to start at a certain time, I am really excited to see that. And I'm really hoping the uh, actual rewards actually all get updated across the board with this update. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting to you. Hey, going back real quick to the uh, the payout for the last territory battles, they are, you know, we talked about moving guilds and all that. They are looking at seeing what happens if somebody left a guild or joined a new guild, which rewards they'll get. Uh, they don't have a clear answer on that right now. So if you're looking at moving, you may want to, if, if these rewards make a big difference to you, you may want to hold off a little while until they get a little more clarification on it. Yeah, and, and there's no, with this being rescheduled, there's no time, there's no problem with waiting at this point because you're not going to be in the middle of a territory battle on Friday or any other day this week if you decide to think about it. Because there's a lot of times when people move guilds, you have like a, such a small window between territory wars or between when territory battle starts. There's this week is really no, uh, there's no restriction as far as that goes. So if you need to wait, just wait, and you can figure it out from there. There's no penalty basically. And if and if you're a player that has been slacking off on territory wars and territory battles. I would play very nice with your guild leader because <laughs> he may just give you the boot and then maybe no rewards for you. <laughs> I, I just, it's so Sparrow, evil. Sparrow plays it. dark. Sparrow plays dark side light life. <laughs> yeah, obviously. All right, so uh, let's see what else here we got. Ter- this one, this one confuses me. All right, and I'll tell you why. Territory war faction bonus ability changes. Okay. 
In addition to the existing Territory War faction bonuses, they've added two. And those two went to bounty hunters and scoundrels. Okay, totally fine. Makes sense that they want to add more to it. But the original intention, I thought, was they were on Jakku. So First Order and Resistance had the, the bonuses. And then later on, we were going to find different planets that we did these Territory Wars on with different bonuses. And they would, they would kind of flip around as we went. And you didn't know which one was going to be the bonus from Territory War to Territory War. Well, it looks like on Jakku, we're now getting two more bonuses along with First Order and Resistance that don't play well to the quote-unquote story as far as the theming goes. I just thought that was kind of weird. I don't yeah, know about I, you guys. I think they initially planned to have a lot more maps and a lot more involved territory wars. You know, they, they talked about platoons and that sort of thing as well. Uh, I think they're just paring it down. I think maybe engagement in territory wars isn't quite what they're expecting, so they're not putting as much into it. Um, yeah. That could be what I see. And it could be our guild, too. We're coming off of a five-loss streak, so we're, we're all pretty down on Territory Wars right now. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd love to see new maps. I'd love to see different layouts, even. But um, that Okay, you know what? If they were, Even if they didn't change anything and didn't name the map, didn't name the planet, it was just a planet, but they changed up the way the tiles were, Whereas, like, you had different ways that the map flowed on each territory war. Where, let's say, they had three chunks here, then two, and then back to three and two. Or three, three, two, two, and just kind of change the ways you could go on the map. I think that would change the whole strategy to the territory war every time you did it, you know. If those three vertical slices randomized each territory war, I think that that might be enough to make it... uh, randomize it enough to be interesting you know yeah what if they just randomized where ships were okay that would be interesting too you just go through and all of a sudden you just randomly run into a ship wall not set in that top corner so you go through and you're like oh man this bottom is really easy you go through the bottom and all of a sudden it's all characters or you just run into ships all of a sudden you're like Oh man, you're telling me I have to go the other way and run into characters too, and ships are blocking everywhere, or you just bury ships all the way in the back? Yeah, it could yeah. be interesting to not know how the other side's sections were set up, you know what I mean? Like, know how many territories there were over there, but not which ones were what. That would be interesting. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think they were... They were almost there when they increased the team amounts per, per territory. Um, if they would have just paired it back just a little bit, I think Territory Wars would have been perfect. But right now with the 25 teams, at least on the higher-end guilds, I mean, our last couple of territory battles has been literally nothing but three defense teams. You, you have Palpatine teams, JTR teams, and CLS teams. And that, that's all you see. And it's... It's just getting stale. And then when territory and their wars... counters are in one of your territories. <laughs> right. So you're of staring <laughs> right at them, not knowing yeah. what to do. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when Territory Wars first launched, I was really high on this mode. Uh, when the beta came out, it was just a ton of fun because we were filling teams up with you know, our, our C and D level roster. 
So you were fighting Gar Saxon with your, your Separatist and using characters you didn't get to play with a lot, and it was a blast. And mm-hmm. now it's just evolved into this you know, stale meta where it's you're just banging your head against the same teams, and it's not quite as much fun as it used to be. And they need to do something to shake it up and really put some excitement back into Territory Wars. Because really, back-to-back is... It's starting to be a drag on a lot of a lot of players. Yeah, I can I can see that. My guilds had a lot of uh, success uh, in the past two months. I think we're we've only had like two losses to eight wins or something like that. So it's not so bad for us because we we usually are doing all right. But if I were if we were getting into those higher ranks where those those walls were just so bad that you're banging into them or if you were to get on a losing streak like that i would feel the exact same way at 100 because we lost our last one that stopped today for the same reason we had a an emperor palpatine wall that we just didn't want to play with got through it then we went right into a jtr wall and it was like okay well whatever we're gonna lose this one we'll get our two zetas and we'll be fine with that so yeah there's comes a point where you're just you're you're like do I want to play this or do I just want to set it up as defense and see what happens? Yeah. You know, and I don't know what the answer is. Um, we, we've kind of theory crafted what we could do. Um, having different themes of teams, like, Hey, only, I don't know, female characters, only clone characters, maybe have a, a quote unquote salary cap where you can't put characters in above a certain, uh, galactic power, you know, 7,000 or below, you know, force you to use those lower level characters just just for some variety yeah have a section of two girls one cup yeah exactly (laughs) if there was a cup section that'd be interesting for sure i i usually throw try to throw one in especially when we had 35 teams i would always throw that cup meta right there in the back so as soon as they (laughs) hit they're like who is this guy with the cup meta jeez what are you uh, doing yeah, I honestly think a lot of this with the bonuses and everything is a lot of the stuff that we theory crafted, Stan and I have been going through on our podcast was we mentioned about having these bonuses and having them randomized and having different maps and whether they changed every time and just have random bonuses. I honestly just think they're listening to our podcast, number one, because <laughs> we kind of mentioned something with raid rewards, and now raid rewards are happening. We mentioned about going through needing more bonuses for territory wars. That's happening. Every, you know, it's just a lot of the stuff seems to be rolling that way. But beyond that, I think it's kind of a more of a setup for what we were talking about, of them trying to get more engagement by adding more um territory maps adding more faction bonuses to go along with those maps and doing it that that way and i think when they updated territory wars to that 35 um, teams per zone it was kind of tipping their hand also because going through right now the way ships are set up it's nearly impossible to go through and set full defensive squads for ships at 35 zones and also defeat 35 zones. Mm-hmm. But the, with the new changes being three starting ships with reinforcements, all of a sudden I'm, I'm going through doing the numbers and I'm like, wait, that actually works out now. 
So I think they had that in the back of their mind that ships were changing to three starting ships with reinforcements when they did the original 35 zones. And I think this is also tipping their hands on what they're working on again for territory wars and that we will see, be seeing maps and everything. And I'm just, I'm really hoping they kind of randomize or and just kind of on the guild calendar give us, hey, we're doing this territory war and it's going to be on this map on this day and the next one is going to be on this map with these bonuses and having them do it that way to kind of mix it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm with you guys. I don't know what the fix is to make engagement a little better, uh, especially at the high end. I think the engagement on the low end is probably good. Um, there's a lot more optimism when you're not staring down full Zated Palpatine walls, but more, you know, more, what's the word, variety in the walls you're facing on a lower, the lower tiers of Territory Wars, but once you start getting to the top, that's always where the problems start, right? So you're trying to figure yeah, out I... what works for in-game players and what doesn't and how to keep them happy while still not messing with it enough that it makes it unplayable for probably the majority of players, right? Because not everyone is in-game, right? So I don't know. I don't know what the fix is, but uh, I'm sure they have something in mind and they're working towards that, whether we know yeah. what it is or not. Yeah, I just kind of want to see what the platoon concept is. Cause they they mentioned it at the beginning of Territory Wars, and I think it would do make you know have a couple of steps toward making some more variety in the matchups. You know, if your bunch of Palpatines are required for a platoon, that's going to really mess your teams up, which community is going to hate because people hate change. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think I, the demoralizing thing in Territory Wars is more the fact that you see that Palpatine wall and you're like, okay, we can get through there. And then you look over and realize, Hey, they have like 45 Palpatines in here. And then you look at your wall and you're like, Hey, there's our Palpatine wall. And they just roll through it. And you're like, how is that possible? How did they just <laughs> roll our whole defense? I can see what teams they have on there. And then you clear those Palpatine walls and you run into JTR and you're like, wait a second. How did what they did they use? Right, what? Yeah. yeah, what do they have in their roster that they are rolling us? Because what they have on defense and what I would think they need to use to get through our defense is not adding up right now. And then I'm like, okay, I, I'm over it. I don't know how they did it, but congratulations, guys. I don't even want to try to mess with this because I'm bashing my head against the wall. Yeah, and, it's and, and just for reference, BB eight my homework was the guild we fought last, which number one, congrats, and number two, great guild name. <laughs> it was pretty good. I don't know how to say the name of the guild we fought because it was in Russian. Ah. So, <laughs> but good job to uh, whoever you are. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens with territory wars, but uh, um. The show notes will show what the buffs are. You can read them on, uh, you can read them in the patch notes. But that was for bounty hunters and scoundrels. They got some good ones. Scoundrels, I don't think was as good as the bounty hunters, but uh, the bounty hunters one is looking pretty good. So yeah, b bounty hunters did some work. Uh, I tried them a couple times, and it was good. <laughs> awesome. 
Here's one I'm excited about. I immediately switched off what I was cantina farming for this, but there was a shard shuffle. Sith Marauder came out. He dropped him on 6E. Um, and it says here, off cadence with Marauder. So what? what's that note? Nah, I should have been off cadence with uh, Beesus and uh, with Scion. Okay, gotcha. That's, what, that's so, what we mentioned earlier in the show. Gotcha, that makes sense. So that's uh, trying to hint at what we were talking about earlier. But Sith Marauder dropped to Cantina 6E, which is a 12 energy node. I was farming uh, Night Sister Ghost, or sorry, Spirit, and Plo Koon's ship, because they're both on the same node. And I went straight to Sith Marauder, because I feel like I could get more out of him than Spirit. Most people don't use Spirit in Night Sister teams. I don't know why, but Slimer versus Sith Marauder. I'll go with Sith Marauder. So I'm pretty excited. Dropped it there on 6E, which was Jedi Consular, which kind of intrigued me. So I went and looked, but Jedi Consular actually had two Cantina nodes. So he didn't get taken out of Cantina nodes. He's still on Cantina 3A, which is totally fine. That guy's not so amazing that he should be on a 12 energy node. But if you want to farm him for his ship, which is pretty good, and who knows how good it'll be with this rework, he's still there at 3A for you to farm too, so it works out. But uh, what are you guys farming in Cantina right now? Yeah, I'm still doing Spirit, simply because it's so obnoxious once he shows up in ship platoons, because he's bright bright green and is highlighting <laughs> the slots you can't fill. <laughs> so, right. I want, so I want to finish her up first, and then I'll... I'll, I'll Switch over to Marauder. I don't really have any plans for either one. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going after... Still going after Spirit. It's it's my Night Sisters. I, I need them at least seven stars. So I'm going after them. And then I'll probably switch over to Marauder or finish uh, Panda next. It's a character, even with the Sith Triumvirate, Marauder really doesn't... I haven't really seen any place that marauder fits so there's no need for me to jump over and actually farm them makes sense yeah i'm uh i'm on the same i don't have um i don't really have plans for either spirit or marauder but considering the there might be a sith meta coming i feel like sith marauder might have untapped potential we don't know about so i'll just i'll figure i'll grab him since he's less energy and then move over. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, they both have interesting kits. I think they'll they'll find a use once you know they get in the general populace and they start playing with them more. But right now, I, I just don't have a place for them. Yep, that makes sense. But I get enough mods at this point through events and just buying from the mod store that I'm totally fine farming anything that I don't have in Cantina. I really don't even worry about mod farming with canteen energy anymore after that sh that mod store change i i'm still going through and the mod store change is great but i don't even want to go through and actually mod farm mods other than the store mainly because they keep mentioning the six and seven dot mods and how the, they are working on them and eventually they will be coming out mm -hmm. um so it's just it's not a matter if they will be coming out. It's a matter of when they will be coming out. So I much rather get the characters. That way, when the mods come out, if they're using Cantina energy, I can jump right on them and 
try to get a little bit of not so much an advantage, but make sure I'm keeping up with everybody doing it that way. And bringing up the mod just kind of made me think about some of the stuff that CG was talking about with the update for next week. What do you think they'll be throwing in the uh, next couple gear levels for gear 12? Because they did talk about that for the Sith Raid rewards. Yeah, I think if they're going to, that'd be the time to do it. Well, they said May, so if that's that's this that is w- one of the last weeks of May, full weeks of May. So I think that, uh, and I don't think that there'll probably be an update that last week of May. Guessing, so I think that, I think you're onto something there for sure. Yeah, then then what Stan said about the raid rewards, they would have to be updated because they said those last couple pieces will only be found in the Sith raid. So that pretty much leaves it to the raid rewards, at least at the very least, the Sith raid rewards are going to have to change. And that gear, the new gear 12 pieces are going to have to be showing up. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think you're onto something there. Uh, one, there's a, there was a big list of bug fixes and other things that, uh, localization changes in the update. I, I don't like going over them cause they're just so, uh, menial and small, but there's one that I wanted to mention just to, uh, see what you guys thought. You're also running the heroic. And this also happened in some of the, uh, other tiers of the Sith raid, but they did fix an issue where raid Darth Nihilus can sometimes incorrectly reduce annihilates cooldown when he uses his basic ability. So were you guys ever running into that? I don't ever run phase one. So I never really found this problem, but I know a lot of people were complaining about that phase because timing out annihilation was kind of harder to do. A lot of people weren't having problems. A lot of people were. Did you guys ever run into this bug? Well, it's hard to know because there's so many factors that influence that with his turn meter gain and dispelling buffs and all the things that go into uh, decreasing that cooldown. It's hard to know what's a bug and what's intended. Uh, but anything that's going to reduce that RNG, hey, great. But at, at this point where we're at with farming it, I don't think it's going to make that big a difference because we only get we don't have enough time to really do two or three tries before we have to post because we, we go through phase one probably, what, 30, 45 <laughs> minutes now? Yeah, our last Sith raid was over in, what, six hours? Yeah. Um, which is, and that wasn't everybody attacking. That's everybody just going in, hey, we're in here and just doing a quick attack and doing it once and jumping out. But, yeah, I haven't run into that bug, but Stan and I have talked about it. That's only, as far as the heroic Sith raid, that is the only problem I have with the heroic Sith raid is just the RNG dependent of Darth Nihilus's Annihilate and how it's very hard to time out because of that random third turn and him not always using Annihilate when it's available. Um, so anything that helps out with that, I'm all for. It makes it a much better thing. I still think the lower tiers are health are a little bit too high, but for Heroic, I really can't. It's helping out that, so I think that's really good as far as where they're going. Yeah, I mean, this, this is real good too for teams or guilds that are still trying to you know, really maximize their teams to beat heroic for the first or second time uh so 
It probably sounded really douchey being like, oh, yeah, we beat him 45 minutes. Oh, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we really mean the way this – I know there's a lot of frustration with the Sith Guild and we or the Sith Raid. We talked about that on our podcast. But really, once you crack it, you go from beating it to farming it so quick. I mean, once you kind of figure out who to use and when to use it, you know, just, just keep at it, guys. That's all I can say. Yep. I'm with you. And for those of you that are dis- disliking what's going on with the Sith Raid or don't like the-, the mechanics, all those things, part of the update was a link to a feedback post on the forum. So if you have feedback about that raid, they want to hear it. They want to hear what you have to say. Um, I would advise you, if you did that, to go in there constructively uh, with it so that what you are saying gets listened to and not automatically tuned out. I know there are a lot of feelings about this raid, and uh, a lot of them are justified for certain people in the way that they play the game and everything else. But uh, there is a feedback post if you want to go in there and drop some knowledge about your experience with the raid. If you're finishing it, if you're not, whatever. But any feedback you have for that, just drop it on there. And, you know, they can only listen. Whether they change anything to it is to be seen. But, uh, they did ask for feedback, so head to the forums and check that out because uh, not saying anything, they'll never know. But if you do express your frustration, then maybe something happens, you know? So. Okay. That was the update, and it was an interesting one. I didn't expect that much. I really just expected to see the new characters because I knew that they were coming last uh, Friday. Um, I knew that the, the characters were dropping this week last Friday, but the seeing yeah, them look drop... at the new game changer dropping the knowledge, <laughs> saying he knew it before everybody else. It's so obnoxious to know these things and not be able to say anything, you know? And then try to play dumb if someone asks you something. Never knew. First world a galaxy <laughs> of hero problems. <laughs> but, I, but I'm just saying, so I, I knew they were coming. I was really excited for them, but I did not expect all of this extra stuff to come with it like sith marauder dropping awesome it's like a lot of cool stuff happened this week um but the coolest thing was finally finding out what those character kits were um i want to talk about them i want to see what you guys think i did a i did a live stream on wednesday afternoon uh with those two completely maxed out with their zetas i ran them in Galactic War, I ran them in Arena, I ran them in the Training Droid event, uh, Light Side 9B, just kind of all over the place to just to show them off, you know what I mean? And so I, I think I have a pretty good handle on what they're doing um, at the max level um, and how they could be better and what's good about them. But I want to go through this, see what you guys have to say, talk about my experience with them and uh, see what we think. You just your face just flashed on my screen, Stan. Are you <laughs> taking selfies over there, or? I don't think so. No. <laughs> it is flashing. That was weird. That's weird. What's going on? <laughs> All right. So, um, new character kits. I'm going. To, I'll. Uh, do you guys want to talk about a character each? Does that work for you? Uh, sure. Which one would you like, Stan? You want to go with Han? You want to go? Yeah. With Han? Let me go with that Yolo. All right. All right, so we've got young Han Solo. He is a light scoundrel attacker 
who becomes more deadly with time. Uh, his basic ability, Trick Shot, deals physical damage to target enemy and inflicts speed down for two turns. Hand becomes prepared if target is below 50% turn meter. So let's stop there. Uh, we have a new mechanic in the game, Prepared. This is real exciting. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited. I was excited about contracts. You got another new type of synergy team with a new buff. I like seeing this type of stuff. I'm all about synergy, and this seems like a new synergy type thing that uh, is kind of exciting to see what it can do. Yes, yeah, it seems like you know, maybe some of the back end they built in for the the characters, the contract to be able to use with with new characters now. So I, I love this. Like you, I love the synergy in this. It's sort of more mechanical synergy that allows other characters to be reworked, maybe a little easier. You, know, you could add the scoundrel tag to somebody else, give them a prepared state, uh, rework them that way. So that's pretty cool. Uh, special one, upper hand, is on the two turn cooldown. Han gains protection up 100% and retribution for two turns. He also gains 50 speed. Stacking for a max of 200 for the rest of the encounter. This could be pretty cool. Um, so, speed is king. Yeah, go for it. Well, I was going to say, I I don't have amazing mods on my test account, but I was able to get him to, with an extra 75 speed, I think. I think I got him to around 208. So if you were able to use this ability enough times, this he would be at... Uh, four oh eight speed for the entire rest of the battle. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's ridiculous uh, how much he goes. Yeah, yeah. At a certain point, what when can you start trading off speed for offense? Because yeah, I'm, I'm sure the difference in game between you know, three twenty five and four hundred are pretty slim. You're still going to be going way faster than any other character. Oh, for sure. Because to your point, I was I didn't have offense mods on him. I didn't have a lot. Uh, I think I was running speed mods with uh, with crit chance, and just to get him up speed up to speed. And uh, his basic was critting at around 12, 11 to thirteen thousand. So you'll talk about his unique here in a second. But uh, that just having that number, if you, if we were to do what you were talking about, where you throw offense on him and use this ability to give him the speed he right. could be hitting for a, a large amount on just basics themselves yeah uh, so that leads us into special two just in time uh, so on a three turn cooldown uh, final text deals physical damage to the target enemy this attack deals 25 percent more damage for each other prepared ally uh, target other ally recovers protection equal to 50 percent of the damage dealt uh, prepared target ally becomes prepared and Han is no longer prepared. So you're like, you're swapping them out. Then all prepared allies gain critical damage up for one turn. Han get, recovers protection equal to 50% of the damage dealt. So, yeah, you know, like you said, it looks like here you're, you're really wanting to stack that offense, maybe use speed to get that protection and or preparedness to the other allies to bump up that 25% more damage. Um, so yeah, it looks like you could really build some offense on this guy. This ability, when I was using him, he was was critting most of the time when he crit around twenty two thousand. So this this ability was hitting yeah. pretty hard. So if you take fifty percent of that 
as protection gain for whoever you clicked on, that's a whole lot of protection for whoever you're uh, giving it to. Um, It's a good damage, and it's a good heal. And one thing I was talking about on the live stream is when Holdo came out, it was a big deal, at least to me and Wink, that she had a protection heal because there's not a lot of characters in this game that get protection heal, but hers is only 10%. These two characters, we'll get into Chewbacca, but uh, these two characters have massive protection heals. It's crazy, the amount compared to every other character in this game. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to be uh, inter- interesting to see if we see more characters with the ignore protection attributes. So Night Sisters seem like they would be really good against this team. Maybe some of the Sith, they could just bypass protection altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, moving on. Unique, ready for anything. Final text: When Hand starts his protection up, he gains ten percent offense stacking and plus ten percent critical chance also stacking until the end of the battle. Uh, while prepared, Han has seventy percent chance to assist another scoundrel ally's attack during their turn, limited once per turn. So, again, stacking offense great for raids. 70% chance to assist. That's great, too. Uh, you can play around <laughs> with this in you, too. I can tell you this much. 70% chance almost feels like 100% chance. Almost every time your allies use their abilities, it seemed like he was assisting. If he didn't, it was more of a surprise than if he did. It, and, and, there, and like I said, they were 10,000-plus shots assisting almost every ability you used. So... When he's prepared, he's right there doling out the damage every time, if he's prepared. It's it's it. I love his prepared. Uh, what he does when he's prepared, because that assist is huge. Did you get a chance to play with him in the raid? Any? Because I'm just just looking at it. It seems like maybe phase one might not be the way to go, since protection is not really a factor, and those assists, if they have defense downs, is gonna be protection denialist anyway so maybe a phase two team yeah probably probably more fit for phase two because of all the it, between the two characters all the region is protection and not health so um i didn't play in the raid when i did the live stream but i think that's definitely a good point they're not going to be regening health just protection so nihilus would eat them alive most likely all right uh, the last thing I saw on the post was the fun fact, and this kind of got out when they first released the kits to the Game Changers. Uh, they had the smuggler tag on them. Uh, it said, fun fact, young Han Solo was originally part of the smuggler faction. The smuggler's tag was part of an earlier version of the character and won't be added until we have a solid gameplay reason to do so. Do we know of any other smugglers that aren't in the game that... People have been clamoring for. <laughs> I can guess one that uh, RFA <laughs> yes. would love to have in this game. So, Well, maybe not RFA. Ed and R in particular. But Right. <laughs> yeah, that's one for sure. I, I When we saw the kits for these characters, you know, I saw the smuggler tag, and I was like, well, that's new. What's going on here? So when they got put in the game, they weren't on there. It was just from an earlier build thing they were working on, but uh, 
And right there it says, fun fact, it does exist. It's something they're thinking about. So Hondo definitely fits in there because that was my thing all along. It's like, I don't know. Hondo is definitely isn't a bounty hunter, so he's not going to be put in there. But smuggler, most definitely. Well, not only that, but you have the veteran smugglers, which are arguably the most maligned characters in the game because a lot of people feel that they're being forced to farm characters with zero use. If mm-hmm. CG wanted to really build some goodwill, make those vet smugglers useful. Make them good at something. Uh, give them a smuggler tag. Give them some you know special smuggler mechanic. Um, do something with them. Make make that farm you know not completely you know just for JTR. Give them something else to do. Yeah, for sure. Because right now they just I don't know what their place is. I haven't touched them since I got JTR. Their place on my roster is seven star level fifty three. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. How about this Sparrow? Why don't you tell us about Vandor Chewbacca? You, you aka Rexback Chewbacca. We <laughs> we can talk about him. He is a scoundrel tank, an aggressive scoundrel tank that provides protection recovery for his allies when they are attacked. And by the way, he does not taunt, so He's kind of a tank. He's like a His Savage Press tank or a any of those dudes. Yeah, one of the guys you just kind of avoid until the end. Yeah. So his basic is unchained. He deals physical damage to target enemy. If it's Chewbacca's turn, he also gains advantage for two turns. This attack ignores defense. Which... To me, that sounds really good for the Sith rate, going through and being able to ignore defense because those guys have incredible defense. You're like, man, I critting like crazy, and you do absolutely no damage. It is horrendous. Yeah, especially with the the, the amount of tenacity they have, having a new way to get through them a little bit at least to do a little more damage is a good thing. Yeah, that's kind of what my thought on Night Sister's spirit because she's ignores um, defense also on mm-hmm. thinking that maybe eventually she'll have a use in the Sith raid. But that's neither here nor there with Chewbacca. <laughs> well, right. Let's go right into his first special, Freedom Fighter. His final text reads, deal physical damage to the target enemy twice. This attack deals damage based on Chewbacca's max health instead of his attack damage. Target other ally recovers health equal to 50% of the damage dealt. Then Chewbacca and target other ally gain protection up for two turns. If he is prepared, this attack deals double damage and Chewbacca gains recovers health equal to 50% of damage dealt and reduces this ability's cooldown by two, and all prepared allies gain protection up. Okay, so let so. me let me mention something about this ability real quick. Two things actually. First off, this ability, while he was prepared, I used it on a crew with a hundred percent health, fifty percent turn meter. All that extra damage based on his health, I had him modded out straight health. All the triangle was health, the cross was health, the, you know, 
is it the circle? The circle was health. Everything was health yep. on him. Um, so health with speed. That's what I had on him. To- tons of health. He actually had more health than protection. That's how high I got his health. Him being prepared. He was able to one-shot crew with this ability. With a Han uh, assist from his being prepared. That's how much damage this ability can do, depending on how you you um, mod your, your Chewbacca. So, don't discount the words to this, because this isn't special damage. This isn't this is physical damage based on your health. It's crazy the amount of damage you can do, and you directly influence that without offense mods or anything, just with your health. And on top of that, it makes him beefier, right? And then the other thing yeah, I wanted definitely. to mention was... Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll mention the second thing after you. No, go ahead. Nope, go I was, right ahead. I was just going to say about Territory Wars, that's without his bonuses or anything in Territory Wars, if you're using them there. Oh, Yeah. Because of the uh, new scoundrel bonuses they added in there, and you got to think that that scoundrel change bonus for territory wars has something to do with something that might be coming, you know? Because the the scoundrels really don't have much synergy, right? There's no scoundrel leader ability, is there? No, I think no. the closest thing is stormtrooper Han. You say Lando is the only scoundrel that I found to have a good leader ability. That yeah, went that towards speed. all scoundrels. So speed and crit damage. Yeah. Um, the other part to this ability that I thought was interesting and hopefully leads to something else down the line is that there's not the new the, the current scoundrels, there's not a lot of ways to gain prepared on them, besides maybe some of young young Han Solo and Chewbacca's abilities that might give it to them. But the ability right here, right? It reads where is it? Uh, all prepared allies gain protection up for two turns. So, in my head, to me, that signals some. There's got to be some way other allies are getting protection or prepared, getting prepared, right? Or that there might be new characters with prepared coming out. Because why wouldn't it just say young Han Solo if these were the only two? Yeah, that that's the way I'm interpreting this also. There's the vets are that way, too. right? The vets are that way, right? So they talk about if veteran or if if veteran smuggler Chewbacca does this, Han gets this, or if if you know, veteran Han Solo does this, Chewbacca gets this. In this case, here's the two Han and Chewbacca, but it's talking about all allies. So I don't know. I think there might be something else to that. But, sorry. Go ahead. All right. I'll go right into his first unique, the Beast. And when I mention the Beast, it's not Wampa. It's actually just his unique. This is so, the second Beast. Chub- second best Beast, then. I uh, Yeah. They really try to throw you off there. But <laughs> Chewbacca has minus 25% max protection, but plus 75% max health in addition all enemies deal minus 25% damage while Chewbacca is buffed, which, I mean, if he's using his special there and getting at least protection up, um, he's going to be buffed quite a bit. And I do not think prepared is listed as a buff, so that does not count. 
if I am reading how prepared is um, worded. Yeah, I was thinking on that, you know, you want to keep him buffed. Hermit Yoda may have a place with him. Put that Grandmaster's training on that can't be dispelled. Could keep him up. Yeah. Yeah, give him another plus 75% max health and then use the special on top of it to go through and do double the damage based on his health. Man, that is going to be some big attacks right there, hopefully. I know some of the game changers and some of the videos I saw that people haven't been able to show that damage being that great, but that's also against everybody being maxed out teams and everything. So I think as soon as you get him up against like a B squad and not an arena squad, he may actually be pretty viable with the damage that he's able to do. And then finally, he has one more unique ferocious protector. It reads final while Chewbacca is buffed. He has 100% counter chance at the end of each turn while Chewbacca is buffed. If any ally took damage from an attack that turn and Chewbacca didn't Chewbacca recovers protection equal to 10% of his max health and other scoundrel allies recover half that amount. When Chewbacca recovers, recovers to max protection, he becomes prepared. When another light side scoundrel ally is defeated, if Chewbacca is prepared, revive that ally at 60% health, then Chewbacca is no longer prepared. That kind of ties right back into what Stan was saying as far as going through and putting Hoda on this team and putting that undispellable buff on on Chewbacca and just let him go to town as far as having 100% counter, having additional health, having additional damage because of that just seems like a great tie-in with him. Yeah, and it's basically a free res, too. Yeah, definitely. And it happens seems a like lot. like there's a lot of it's, possibilities. He, they pop up quick. So. Yeah. Yeah, but and like what we were talking about, I mean, just these kits and everything seem like they're set up for more characters, whether it's Kira or a young Lando or something within this new movie to add scoundrels. Maybe they're planning on going through and reworking maybe the veterans and going through and adding prepared to some of the other scoundrels also. I it could be thrown in there. Yeah. I I'm hoping that something like that happens for sure. Um I don't know what's uh I don't know what's gonna happen as far as characters go, but I do know that the idea of more with this buff is going to be a lot of fun. So See look at look at this game changer over here playing at Koi. I don't know what's coming <laughs> out. Does he? Does he really not know what's does coming he, out next or week? Does he or not? is he just That's right. No, we don't know, so it's a mystery. The world will only know next week. Exactly. Well, you know what? I, I I'll find, never tell. <laughs> you know, I kind of find uh, interesting when these characters come out is, especially if they're like a duo like this, 
is, and that's kind of where the vet smugglers struggled, was the the synergy you got between the two was not great enough to overcome replacing a single character like a Kenobi or a Thrawn. So they really struggled to find a place. And at this point in the game, I think some of these characters may be having the same thing where um, yeah, we have them and they're neat and they're fun, but there's nothing to do with them. Everything in the game right now is tuned you know, for gear 12 half full pieces with five dot mods anything beyond that's really just overkill so where's the content where these characters and these new techniques are going to be useful that's a good question and something that we talked about with the heroic sith raid right is that the it seems like it's unbeatable now or not unbeatable people beat it but it's tough overall for everyone to be able to beat it but there are things that will be introduced over time, just like with the other raids, that will make it easier, right? So the question is, is this one of those things? You know, time will tell. We'll see what happens. But this could be one of those things that uh, that makes it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think we're due for a new territory battle, actually. We just got a new raid. I think a higher level territory battle with some new factions, some new reworks. And, you know, we've theorized that it could be a... Uh, Clone Wars era map, you know, bring in the Separatists, bring your clone reworks, <coughs> put Padme and Django in there as your reward characters. Um, bring me the droidy cars. Yes. <laughs> Those things would be awesome. I will not lie about that. All but. protection, no health. Because, <laughs> you know, even with the new Gear 12 pieces, other than Arena... You know, territory wars, what are you going to use them for? Because we can already beat everything in the game with what we got. Yeah. I think it will be interesting more when they actually become farmable, because right now the Heroic Sith raid is really reliant on legendary characters and heroic characters and characters like that, where a lot of these characters... And then all these characters that are coming in that seem like they're going to be good for the Sith Raid in places. Seems like it's for newer players coming up. That way they're actually farmable um, earlier on for them to actually prepare for the Sith Raid. Where you start off needing legendary and all these really hard to get characters. And then as the game progresses, these easier to farm characters are make up better teams for the Sith raid. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. another interesting point too, is, you know, these are marquee characters. So we're looking at six weeks before they go free to play. So you're looking for <coughs> a free to play player, not seven starring these characters for God, what four or five months from now at the bare minimum. JTR is bound to be back by then. So again, we go back to what are we going to use these characters for? Mm hmm. Well, I'll tell you this, the protection gain for a light side team, even if you just use what's in the game on a light side scoundrel team with these two, the protection gain, six for six every time, guaranteed. Like, it's ridiculous how much protection gain there is. Your team is topped off. Like, when I fought that fully Zated um, crew lead, Fox, um, First Order, TIE fighter pilot, Phasma and Kylo Ren team and beat it, 
by the time I beat it, only one character had half their protection. Everyone else was full. So there's a lot of protection regen here. Nice. At the end of your turn, once you take your... When you turn... Like the whole thing with the, if someone's attacked out of their turn um, and Chewbacca isn't hit, he gives them protection. You see it. Like, it's obvious. It's it. People are getting topped off like crazy. Like, this is a reason that I think of Chewbacca kind of as, as a non-Zeta needed version of Zerus, right? He's healing like crazy on a light side scoundrel team. So it would definitely be good in territory battles. That's one place. But do we need more territory battle teams? I don't know. But maybe it would be that, good that, for these good for territory wars. These well, also territory oh, wars. These they may be geared up just to kind of break down how we were complaining about these palp walls and JTR walls. That with the faction bonuses, they can just walk over a couple meta teams. Mm-hmm. So having that option of where you can actually split up teams and just needing two or three characters as a core, and then fill in the other two just with kind of filler or a tank or just something to kind of draw attention to them and actually fight through it. It might be a good idea. And that's kind of what they're gearing toward to give you more options to actually break through those walls and territory wars. Cause they realize people are putting the same teams over and over again and trying to go through and break through that by creating teams that walk through them. Yeah, that'd be good. That might help with what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Definitely. We shall see. All right, so let me see if I have... I'm going to do this. We got our new player segment here. I'm going to let me hit the drop real fast. Hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big tip here i'm sure you do very big tip (laughs) (laughs) i love that drop big tips coming here from sparrow and stan so i asked you guys if you had any ideas for uh new player tips that you guys wanted to talk about and you came up with a pretty sweet topic so topic 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 beer uh let me know what you guys go first yeah, our, I mean, our first reaction was obviously what I always tell Stan. I still don't have what it takes. I must train harder. But then we decided <laughs> we would have to give people at least a little bit of advice. So my thought was going through, and I know you've mentioned it before. I know we've talked about it. And arena for newer players. And, man, the meta has shifts and... Both of us have talked about it last. And my thought was going through, I'm like thinking, as a new player, where would I start for with my arena team? Because I'm like, man, Phoenix would be really good. Still really good. Mm-hmm. But then I'm thinking, old school rebels with wigs. <laughs> still, and Leia and ST Han and Lando. Still really good. Can go through and blast through a lot of teams. You have the Sith with Palpatine and Vader and all those guys. And even even Dooku and some of the characters like that. They may not be as great with Dooku and some of the other characters. But they put Marauder pretty far down there. And Sith Assassin and just characters Sith can actually be very viable. 
empire. Man, I mean, you can build a very solid empire team and go all the way through to end game. Night Sisters are very farmable. Also, early on, you can get them and go right through everything. And now with the reworks, what about bounty hunters and scoundrels? And with Young Han and Rexpect Chewie, they may make a viable team also. So there's a lot of options. And my thoughts were asking you guys, with the new characters and new meta and new farmable locations, has your thoughts on where to start off with your arena team changed for newer, newer players? If you want Stan? to go ahead, Stan, on what your thought. <laughs> uh, man, I'm kind of the wrong person to ask about this. I, I don't have an alt, and it's been a long time since I've played beginning game. Uh, you know, my, my biggest vice be kind of farm who you want. <laughs> um, there is a place for almost every team in the game now. Um, you may not be the best in arena, but you're going to excel in territory wars or territory battles. Um Play to have fun. There is one exception. There is one exception to that, Stan. What's that? Don't go Jedi. Please don't go Jedi. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we kind of joke, yes, right I, Right now they are useless, but they are prime for a rework. If we ever do get that uh, Clone Wars territory battles map, uh, I can almost promise you they'll be one of the required factions for it, and they will get a rework at some point. So if you want to start with them now, by the time you get them up to end-game level, that's when the reworks are hit, you'll be ahead of the game when everybody else is trying to play catch-up, getting their Plo Koon up to seven stars. Um, but yeah, so as far as Arena goes, man, it's, it's so determinant on your shard and where everybody else is at in the game. A lot of people are you know, starting out with Phoenix Squadron. Uh, the counter to them is going to be Sith. Um, they're good in other parts of the game as well, so if you want to play Dark Side, that's going to help you out in Arena. Now, Phoenix is is strong. Somebody going to jump in there? Go ahead, please. <laughs> I was just going to say, Phoenix... Okay. I advise Phoenix to start the game. Absolutely. They're good. They're good in Arena. They're good all over the place. The problem with Phoenix is going to be for you, for players, so... Let's talk about the advantages of Phoenix. You can get Palpatine and you can get Thrawn. You farm them from the very beginning, you're already set up for those two legendary characters. The problem for a lot of people is Arena becomes mirror matches everywhere. Some people, that gets stale and boring and then they burn out real quick, right? Like it's it's probably the best choice to make to do Phoenix because of those reasons. But... If it makes you hate the game because all you do is fight Phoenix all the time, then there's got to be an option somewhere else to combat that, right? All so right. just immediately off off the top of my head from what you guys were saying and my thought, right? And you said Sith. If you want to do Sith, a really good counter to the, the Phoenix would be a Maul lead, even without the Zeta. Or even, uh, um, what's-his-face, Dooku lead. But mm -hmm. having Maul in it. Because you can farm Maul from guild, guild events. So once you finally open guilds, or not guild event, but guild 
shipments. So once you finally unlock uh, guilds, start farming Maul if you want something different than Phoenix. Because his AoE does daze, and that daze will neuter a lot of what Phoenix does, right? So if you want to try Sith, that's another good thing. Sith is big right now, so if you have Sith and you're getting to the end, Sith will still help you. But uh, Sith is a good one to start, like you guys were talking about. Phoenix is always good, but if you hate mirror matches, this is going to kill it, the game for you. So maybe try uh, the Sith. Um, I like your Empire thought. There's a lot of Empire characters now. Um, they're probably, you know... As long as this game's out, and as long as movies are being made, I'm sure they're going to add Empire characters, just like they add Rebels. Um, I think the complaints about Rebels have put new rebels on holds as we've seen we haven't seen a lot of new rebels recently right so empire might be another good one um i don't know those are some of the early game teams that do well like your synergy teams like first order could do well if you've got that whole team going but other synergy teams have a hard time holding up in the long range like persistence or Ewoks or any of those things don't really hold up that well long term, but I think I any mean, of those you mentioned, Sparrow, would be alright. Yeah, Resistance does hold up, but the only problem with Resistance is you can't keep a Finn lead. You have to switch over to JTR at mm -hmm. some point, and that kind of kills why you're farming early game and trying to make them useful all the way through. If you're going to go through and farm a faction and then have to lose the leader to replace them, I don't find that beneficial, but what really brought my thought of this is with these new bounty hunters and scoundrels, you can make a really good arena squad with them, with the contracts and everything, and the credit heist and the training droid. Having that, it, to me, seems like it would be just as beneficial, if not a little bit more, than Phoenix right now by having that extra credits and having those training droids by farming them up and being able to get higher rewards in those categories or in those events, I should say. I like, uh, I like your thought there because one of the main things that we used to tell new players is make sure you get a scoundrel team good enough to beat those events, to get those extra stuff. So if they, but the problem with that was that scoundrel teams were only good for the events. Then, so if they're good in other mm -hmm. spots now going forward, that's going to be a huge thing for new players, for sure. Yeah, that was my big thought of like going through. I'm like, man, I don't I I agree with you completely. Phoenix is great as far as getting an advantage for those legendary characters, but I'm like I I just remember the training droid crunch on constantly having to wait for training droids. It wasn't even credits. It was training droids. I needed training droids to be able to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And having those bounty hunters and scoundrels ready for that and getting up better payout for current credits and training droids, getting up a broader roster up higher of crucial characters. I don't know if you would actually be able to go through. Part of me says you would be able to get those legendary characters up and running just as quick if not a little bit quicker because you're getting those training droids and credits from having that bounty hunter team and scoundrel team leveled up and ready to go in arena yep i agree with you there's a 
it, there's so many ways to go in this game. It's 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 hard to pick just one, but uh, scoundrels are always a good one to start because of those events. If they become better in the long run in other areas, that'll be good. Um, but like, well, say boss gets um, put in a lower cantina or lower energy farming node when he becomes farmable. Mm-hmm. That would make that amazing to go through and actually have Bosk and that team in arena early on. Oh yeah, totally. That they might not be in game, but I could see that team they're pretty rough otherwise against most anything that's not fully maxed out, you know? So and then you're already ready for dark side territory battles. I mean I I there's one thing about this game I love, right? There's no right or wrong answer. There's some things that are easy to do, but like there's people in our podcast chat and you guys know all about that, but there's people in there that have specific things they like and they go full bore on them, right? So there was, uh, you know, the Jedi team with Grandmaster Yoda Zeta that was talked about for like crazy and people made fun of him for doing it but whatever it worked for him right or first order wookie loves first order that's all he does that's his thing and it works for him right there's no wrong answer in the game do what's fun for you so that's the fun thing about this but it's 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 good to have an idea of what works and what doesn't so that you have an idea of how can i tweak these things from the beginning to try to work it my way and not because it's also a resource management. So not wasting those resources, trying it, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, another thing, another thing too, that we haven't really talked about, but with the update, we're going to have quest now. We don't kind of don't know what the payout's going to look like on that, but it could be worth, you know, farming characters and completing some of those low level quests. If, you know the gear, the payouts worth worth it. So they that may give some other motivation there too. Yeah, it'll be interesting well, this week on our podcast, and I'm sure on your podcast next week to talk about what those things mean for new players. So, well, any other comments? New players, but end game. I see. I don't just I. For some, for, to me, I don't see quests as an in-game thing. I don't see where that's going to be implemented. I hope I'm wrong, but when it was announced, all I could think was, okay, I'm past the point where this is going to be a feature that is engaging for me, you know? If it gives me carbontes and stun guns, I am engaged. <laughs> well, I'm really hoping that any quests that I completed two years ago... I get the rewards for kind of like achievements. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, but you know, if there's it, a Carbonti in there. I'm happy with that. It, yeah, I, I don't even care if it's a stupid quest that's going to give me a, a challenge gear piece. I'm still going to do it because my dumb brain is like, "Hey, there's a checklist. You need to do it." Completionist. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know how you can play this game and not be that type of person. Like, there are those out there. Obviously, I'm not saying you're doing it wrong if you are, but for me and for a lot of people, it's like I see a new shiny object and I want it maxed out. Or I want it at seven stars. Or I want it at level 85, you know. And if I see a new quest, I want it. I can see how those people get annoyed with that 
that achievement for the spring event that oh. could never ever oh. be finished. Oh, it kills me every time I see it. Uh, I've done it. That. I did it. And so I was good. But here's the problem with that. I had it finished. I never saw it. I didn't know what people were complaining about. Device linking came around, and I linked both of my accounts, one to go from Android over to iOS and the other one to go from iOS over to Android. And there's a bug that brings back that achievement for your account. <laughs> so now yeah. I have it, and I can never complete it. That's worse. They, they said they can't bring it back, because, or they can't take it out because of programming, and they can't bring it back because of sponsorship issues. How much would it take to sponsor this thing? You know, I like spring. You like spring, Matt? Hey, I'll give him ten bucks. Just bring it back. Go fund me. Go fund me uh, for this uh, <laughs> achievement. We're gonna sponsor it. Sponsored by the Swaga community. Yeah. Content creators. How how great would it be if we throw this on Reddit and it's sponsored by Reddit? <laughs> oh, Reddit did something. Thank you, Reddit. I bet you, I, I guarantee, like, here's the funny thing, right? If this were to happen, if we put a GoFundMe on Reddit to get rid of, to let us sponsor the event just so we can finish it and get rid of the achievement, it, it would get funded. I guarantee it. Like, I guarantee people it. People are that I, completionist that it would happen. You know what? Maybe I, I, I should reach out to, to CG, find out what the number is for the sponsorship on a <laughs> spring event. And see if we can reach it. That would be hilarious. That would be. I I, I think we should do it. <laughs> I, I You know what? We're going to have to talk offline about this, because I think this is a good idea. So, what do you guys think about doing some trivia? Are you guys interested? Do you think that you can beat me today on trivia? I'm going to give it is a... Is there a lightning round? I know. I don't know. I haven't looked at the trivia yet. If there's a lightning round, we might skip that one, but we'll see what happens. I will, I will give right. the old college try. All right. Well, let me break down uh, all of our support stuff. Um, this is the like and subscribe section of the podcast. So if you don't like that, fast forward about two minutes and you're good. But I just wanted to say Stan and Sparrow right here with me. Two awesome guys, really good friends. They are part of our Discord, a really big part. Always in there talking, always having a good time, really good conversation. We have a really awesome community on Discord. I, I love our Discord. I love hanging in there with everyone. Um, the more the merrier. People join all the time, start talking. We strike up friendships, everything else. I really enjoy our discord so if you are interested in being part of a community that shares information likes to have conversation about the game theory crafting everything else join our discord discord.me slash shattered order that should get you in there and uh come hang out with us other than that join us on twitch twitch.tv slash shattered order if you're not watching this live that's where we live stream the recording of the podcast if you want to support us twitch has subs if you have Amazon Prime, you get a free sub. So if you can sub to us from your free Amazon Prime sub, that really helps us out. Being able to afford our, you know, what do you call it? Uh, servers. God. <laughs> being able to upload our sound to the internet and being held somewhere other than something we own, that, that costs money. And so your guys' support helps us to keep the podcast up, to keep episode one 
all the way to 100, still on the internet, ready for you to listen to if you just want to go back in a time capsule and see what's happening. Those are the types of things that uh, your support helps us to do. Keeps our website running, uh, helps us to throw out gift cards, to throw it back to you guys and your support and our love for the community. So Twitch Prime subs on our Twitch. Uh, we also have a Discord, discord.me slash Shattered Order. If you want to support us there, we would greatly appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter, Twitter at Shattered Order. Uh, when you want to watch the live stream or want to know when a new podcast drops, we put the stuff there. Um, other random things, Audible. We have an Audible affiliate link. If you like listening to Star Wars books, you get one for free if you go to audibletrial.com slash Shattered Order. Uh, anything else? Oh, feedback, listener intros. We had an intro for this episode. I guess I'll throw it on the audio podcast so you can hear it there but it's pretty awesome if you have a listener intro or you have feedback you want to give to the podcast throw it at the shatter order at gmail.com i think oh one last thing no i you, think you're missing a big one i'm listening i am missing a big one blue designs sponsors this podcast they have supplied us with the awesome stuff that we have that makes this podcast clear, concise, and easy to listen to. If you go to bluedesigns.com, enter SOPod at checkout, you will get 20% off their awesome headphones, speakers, uh, boom stands, all their stuff they have, and it's, uh, it's a good deal. So that is what we got, and I'm going to play this sounder leading into trivia, and I will be right back. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. I just realized that you guys can't hear jazz, so you're going <laughs> to be sitting not, yeah. in silence while the rest of us enjoy that sweet sweet sound this is so, the, probably the saddest thing that's ever happened to me <laughs> i am so sorry but uh, for everyone listening at home i tried to get them to be able to hear the soundboard and it turned everything into like i was living in outer space that's the way the sound ended up had to restart the computer it was nasty business part of the reason we started late so They'll sit in silence and be able to think a little clearer than me because I'll be over here snapping my fingers and getting excited about this. So we'll see what's going on. But um, Twitch trivia today, Shattered Order trivia is about loot. So how uh, how much do you guys know about booty? Oh, all about it. <laughs> you think you got some booty knowledge? <laughs> yeah, maximum. Maximum, <laughs> Maximum booty knowledge. Booty knowledge. Yeah. New quote. Put that in your uh, nickname <laughs> on the Discord. All right. So, Sparrow, are you still there with us? Have you fallen asleep? I I am here. Are you awake? I'm ready to power up <laughs> and go after this loot. All right. Get you some booty. All right. Here we go. First question is i'm not even going to do the question sounders not tonight all right here we go where is the questions there it is 
First question, here we go. Who are the two bosses in the challenge that rewards Mark II Carbonti Salvage? Or sorry, Mark III Carbonti Salvage. I have my answer. Let me know when you're good. Uh, I'm good. Sparrow? I... Sure, I'm good. I got nothing. <laughs> oh, man. You, you want me to give you a few seconds? Are you sure? Read it one more time for me here. All right. Who are the two bosses in the challenge that rewards Mark III Carbonti Salvage? Yeah, I got nothing. Go right ahead. <laughs> All right, here we go. What do you got, Stan? I got Veers and Tarkin. I have Veers and Tarkin as well. The answer is General Veers and Grand Moff Tarkin. So that is one point each, it says. So that is two for me, two for Stan, and zero for Sparrow. Did that ring any bells, Sparrow? I, I don't look at that. I just go through and hit salvage and I hit auto and Did I, you Yeah. <laughs> did you not play no. this game in the early game? Come on. Yeah. Where I, are you? I remember that because like, man, these guys are bad ass. They stomp me every time. I gotta farm oh. them. If they if that buff if that buff that was on their heads dropped off at any point and they did the AoE, everyone was dead. Right. I remember that. I hated it immensely. I, I Ah, oh, I do remember that now, and it was... Man, when did auto come in? That was over a year ago. I'm trying to remember over a year ago since I played that challenge. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a long time. I have not played Galactic War once since the sim came out. And my second thing I wanted on that stage was, why was the bridge on fire? I mean, if you, if you don't have time to have a battle there, you need to be escaping or re-engineering Well, then the here's the... Here's another question. Where's Veers calling in the airstrike from? There's so many questions. <laughs> Get CG on the line right the, now. We demand answers. <laughs> the bridge is on fire because that is Darth Vader's motivation for the rest of the Empire. Yeah, <laughs> Get yeah. to work. The fire will get bigger the less morale you he's have. Yeah, no, he's boosting morale, obviously. Fire boosts morale. Haven't you heard that? I I did not hear that. But I can see how yeah. that would work. Fire always boosts morale. If morale goes down, you just build a bigger fire. Stan, can I get a sultry voice question two? Question two. <laughs> question uh, two. Here we go. I don't know how sultry that turned out. No, I apologize. <laughs> it was more of a sleepy two. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's <laughs> one o'clock in the morning here, so it's we're on borrowed time. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you staying up with me. It's been fun. All oh, right, yes, so which definitely. of these which of these can be requested? Can be. Not cannot be, but can be. There's a picture. Um, I don't know if you can see it. You have the Twitch up. Uh, it might take a second for it to show up, but I'll read them off, and hopefully it'll pop up for you by the time I've read it up. You have the Mark 8 NeuroSav Electrobinocular component. You have the Mark 8 biotech implant component, which is the uh, 
basketball, the black basketball. You have the Mark IX Biotech implant, which is exactly like the black basketball, only the Mark IX version, which is purple and not yellow. Weird. Um, Mark IV Zoltan Bactagel Salvage. So can you see it yet, the pictures? Because yeah, I guarantee yeah. the pictures is what would give it to me, is not the names. Yeah, they're up. Half the time I can't remember the names. I don't know, man. This is rough. But I'm going to make a guess. Yeah, no, seriously. I think I know. I was going to say, I've been staring at these pieces because that's exactly what Darth Nihilus needs. <laughs> so you might be... This might be where you catch up. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, wait. Hold on now. It says one plus points on this. So might there might be more than one. I'm glad I read that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with two. There's no there's no penalty for guessing two. So I'm gonna guess two. <laughs> well, I'm about to guess all four. Or is there's, there? There's no penalty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> there you go. I'm guessing two. We'll see if I'm right. Just because I'll feel better about guessing correctly. But Stan, you can do that if you feel like winning. No, I won't begrudge no. you. Uh, I'll limit it to two as well. <laughs> All right. Sparrow, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, Sparrow, what do you got? I got the uh, biotech implant, so the golden eyeballs B, the second mm -hmm. one. And I have the Bactagel D as being requested. I have the exact same answer as you. How about you, Stan? I went the exact opposite. I've got the Mark Eight Neurosavs and the Mark Nine Biotechs. Oh man, time to separate yourself from the herd, or not? <laughs> <laughs> Fall back. The answer to the is Mark Four Zoltan back to gel salvage, and that is it. So the plus one threw me okay. off. Ooh, plus one threw me off. All right, so back to gel, you get one. Sparrow on the board. Stan with two. I'm on the board. Good night, Punk with three. It says if here, I Mike. That properly, there's no, uh, there's nothing as far as going through. You can't guess any, so you just guess all of them. You leaked it at one point. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Stan was saying. Uh, it says Mark Nine Biotech Implant Salvage can be requested, but not a full piece. Read carefully. Ah. <laughs> Boo. Who got Stan with the uh, the fine print? All right, readings readings for nerds. <laughs> Nerd, nerds. <laughs> what what is that? <laughs> Never mind. Cool kids throw off the rails, but yeah, cool kids use Audible. By the way, <laughs> Sparrow, sultry voice me for question three. Question three. Oh, now we're getting closer. Uh, yeah, that was pretty I'll do good. the next yeah. one. <laughs> All right, question three. Which of these is on the most nodes in the game? For bonus points, name the salvage that is on the most nodes, period. All right, it is the most, it is of the same family as the winner. That was for the bonus question. Sorry, let me read it again with the whole question. Which of these is on the most nodes in the game? For bonus points, name the salvage that is on the most nodes, period. 
it is on the same family as the winner. So here we go. Mark three Sienna Hollow Projector Salvage. Mark the one bane Zalt of everybody's existence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark one Zaltan Back to Gel Prototype Salvage. Mark three Mirson Thermal Detonator Prototype Salvage and Mark five Blast Tech Weapon Mod Prototype. Well, this is an odd question because I have no idea how to answer it at all. If you guys are in a better position than me on this, you might pass me on the uh, the on the uh, points here. It says one point plus one point for bonus. So yeah, I'm having a hard time understanding the bonus point question the bonus one because it sounds exactly like the original question yeah yeah i'm with you there i think i have an answer only because i know the other one is kind of hard yeah i i, I got something <laughs> it might not be right but i got something i got an answer written down <laughs> yeah something is written on paper yeah I've made a guess. Alright, what do you got, Sparrow? I'm going with B, the Mark One Zlatan Bakhtichev. And what was and did you I have a bonus answer? The Mark Three Bakhtigels. Dude. Okay. You and me must be on the same wavelength because let me hold this up here. <laughs> that is exactly the exact same thing I wrote. Exactly the exact same. <laughs> so we have the same answer. What do you got, uh, or Stan? Uh, I went with D, simply because I have the most of those. Uh, with <laughs> That's the challenge gear. With, well, yeah, but being with the, uh, <laughs> the Mark V weapon mod. Did you have a bonus? That, that was it, yeah. Uh, All right. The Mark V disc thing. All right, let's see what the answer actually is. Wow, I don't think that any of us got it right. Mark III Mirson Thermal Detoner Prototype mm. Salvage is on 11 nodes. Back to Gel was close with 10 nodes. So it's the Thermal Detoner Nader C. And the bonus was the Mark IV Thermal Detonator with 16 nodes. So... So why is it? Okay, never mind. Okay, I, I see the I see the question now. Like, which of those four are the most, <laughs> yeah. and then which is the most altogether? Okay. Yep. Also, when in doubt, pick I, C. I saw the light bulb go off on Stan's head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, the the way he is on camera, the light bulb is literally above his head. So right, <laughs> it, it makes sense. All right, here we go. Ready for this? Yep. Question four. All right. I don't know how bad that was, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> Question four. Here we go. Wait, what the? Oh, oh, we're already on the answer. Okay, there it is. Man, that was that was fun. I, I went to the answer page and not the question. I'm all over the board tonight. This is what happens when <laughs> Wink is gone. All right. Zeta Mets have recently been added as rewards to some of which kinds of events, even if only as a first-time reward. 
and it lists five out five different things. You have marquee events as A, assault battles as B, the family of legendary events as C, D, galactic bounties, and E, heroic battles. It also says up to three points, so everything I thought I know about the answer to this question is now up in the air. <laughs> like, honestly, I can only think of one of the five that actually has, for sure, has Zetas. You know what? I've changed my mind. I think I have a few others. <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> I never have a final answer. I just have what I had to give. <laughs> I, think right, I've, I think I've got it, but it, it made. It depends on how they. But I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything. I'll say it after. No, no, no. See, I think I know where you were going, and that's how I came up with mine as well. <laughs> does, does it rhyme with Bleedo? Are you trying to go through and do something like that? I don't need to, because because he's already on the same page. But it does rhyme with Bleedo, so if you want to write, write Han Solo, you're good to go. Ah, knew it. All right, All right, sounds like everybody has answered. Who's going first? Oh, oh what do you got, Sparrow? Or Stan? God, okay. I, I yeah, keep saying uh, the wrong name to the wrong person. I've got Assault Battles, the new mythic tier of those. I've got okay. the, the Family of Legendary Events, because it will give you the achievement that will reward Zetas. And then Heroic Battles. All right. I have the same answer as you because, and I think this is where we were clicking in the brain there, is maybe you don't get them from rewards from the event, but you will get them as rewards for the um, achievement. Right. Yeah. How about you, Sparrow? What do you got? I, I have the same exact answers, except my reasoning was different as in, because I did not get any Zetas for completing the marquee event for... Rexpec Chewbacca and Young Han Solo, <laughs> so I knew that wasn't it. And mm -hmm. if I remember, Galactic Bounties is not in the game yet, so I just picked everything else. Mm. Galactic Bounties is the one we did that you could get Wampa or IBD oh, okay. or Paplu or whatever shards, I think, right? That's that event? Is that that one? Alright. Either way. Yeah. I, I can't get Zetas out of there either. <laughs> I can't get <laughs> yeah, Wampa so out of there yet either. <laughs> Definitely, I, Paplu, Phase One, Tier One, Paplu every <laughs> yeah, every time. All right, oh, here's what the answers are: B, Assault Battles, Mythic Tier. Apparently, you get them from the Mythic Tier. So that was B. You got C, Legendary Events, specific. specific I'm looking at these bottles over here and not speaking correctly. Legendary events, specifically the mythic event. So there's that one. And E, heroic battles. Technically, this is only the wicked one. The Talzin one is in a heroic battle. But we all knew what you were saying. So the answer is BCE. 
Everyone got three points. Alright. Oh, yeah. Alright. <laughs> I hear that coin. So we're now standing at Sparrow 4, Stand 5, Dan, or Goodnight Punk 6. We're within and two we of each other. we go into a lightning round. Please don't be lightning round. Please don't be lightning round. This is where my leads get destroyed. It is a lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, the true trivia question is on Discord right now. Courtesy of, I hope I pronounced this right, Wipers Trench. <laughs> Big shout out. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Saving that forever. That's amusing. <laughs> um, go search for uh, whenever you listen to this. Search for from Wipes Trench, and you'll find what we're talking about. Anyways, I think that should round. be pinned. You know what? I'm gonna pin that for sure. <laughs> lightning round. Here we go. What do we got? Um, one point for each, plus more after the other loses. Is anyone okay? We'll do this because this is what happens. Is anyone in chat now that has a QR code reader and that would like has Skype that wants to call in? I'm gonna give you three minutes. If not, then we're gonna do this however the hell we want to. So, yeah, so uh, what's been doing? You know, I've been watching. I've been watching triplets for three straight days. They've been potty training for about two weeks, and it is a a nightmare. Wow, but I haven't been wiping butts for about two weeks, so that is a great thing. Yeah, sounds like a pretty decent trade-off. After I, about I three and a half years of... <laughs> yeah, I was I, about to say... I heard Stan has maximum booty knowledge. Yes. <laughs> Maximum booty Maximum. knowledge. <laughs> if 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 nothing from this podcast that anyone ever talks about again, it will be Stan's maximum booty knowledge. <laughs> this is what I love about this show. You say one thing and no one ever forgets it. So, right, yep. There you go, Stan. Rhymes with Bleedo. There there are worse things <laughs> to be you known for, I guess. Yeah, true. All right, if there's no moderator, guess like a soccer shootout going one after the other and then checking them afterwards. That is what we're going to do. Does anyone have an Android phone with a QR code reader of the three of us here? Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to download one as we go, and once it's done, it should be downloaded. Let's see if my camera does anything here. <laughs> Too old for this newfangled technology. Well, that's yeah. the best part, right? QR code is supposed to QR code reader was supposed to be the future. But they and they put it on stuff. But how many people how much what percentage of the population uses a QR code reader? I can tell you I've never have in my entire life. Anyways, here we go. Lightning round question. We will go like this from least points to most points. So it'll start with Sparrow, then Stan, then me, and then jump back to uh, Sparrow. This is the question. Name a piece of gear that requires 50 salvage to craft. Each family of gear may only count once. Different marks do not count. Exact answers are not 100% necessary, 
But don't be sloppy here. The moderator may be as harsh as they would like. We don't have a moderator. Mod we have moderator, so screw that guy. We're going to do this democratically. And as soon as Goodnight Punk answers, we're going to vote as no. It's not specific <laughs> enough. <laughs> you're like, not specific enough. All right, Sparrow, you're up first. What do you got? We're going to go with the Mark III Carbontes. Okay. Hey, my turn. Yep. Everybody's favorite, the Mark V stun guns. All right, stun guns. I'm going to go with um, Mark VIII Biotech Implants. Are those... Yeah, okay. Black basketballs. Got it. I was gonna I was gonna ask and then I was like, wait, that might give away an answer. <laughs> I'm gonna go with stun cuffs. Well, stun cuffs, interesting. Alright, I'm going to go with the uh, fusion furnace. Oh, and that brings me to my favorite thing. <laughs> Boom boxes. <laughs> um, do I need to? No, no. I, I okay. think we'll we accept that about. answer. All right. I'm going to go with droid collars. All right, I'm going to go with Mark IV Bacta. Okay, back to me. I will go with Nubian Discs. I'm going to go with the Golden Boxes. I have no idea what they're actually called, but... <laughs> Golden boxes. Those are golden the... boxes. The matches your golden eyeballs for basketballs. <laughs> are those aren't those the same family as the? Nope. No, because they have different names, right? Say it. What? Which one was it again? Say that again. The golden boxes. So basically, the other piece that you always run out of. You have the golden eyeballs and the golden boxes. Data pads? Is that what they're called? Uh, are they called data pads? Probably. If not, that's uh, Stan's new answer. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a different answer. All right. Well, then. Yeah, no. Ready for mine? What are they called? They're, yeah, they're yours. called the, the med packs. The gold oh, med boxes. Packs. I call the med packs. The gold, the gold med packs. Med packs, stoplights. All right, well, I'm going with the uh, the hypo. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. The hypo syringes. Hypo syringes. Okay, that's another good one. I'm gonna go with data pads. I'll go with those uh, Mark Eight electro binoculars. Binox. Binox. What do you got, Binox. Mm, I need a minute. 
This pin is dying. It's driving me crazy. Okay, so we got that, 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 that. Mid. I'm probably gonna kick myself, but I, I cannot think of another one. All right, so Stan yeah. is out. Yeah. I'm going with the, uh, I don't know the name of them, but we all know what I'm talking about. And that's the stoplights, AKA the alternate boombox. Isn't that the same family of what I named? Uh, I don't think so, because yours have the little cross in them, and mine have the uh, mine have the colored lights. Yeah. I, or is that what you meant was the stoplight one and not the actual? No, I didn't back. mean that one. I meant the gold one. I, I knew okay. what I the med pack. God, this pen is driving me nuts. All right. No, that, that's what I meant when I said I didn't know. That's the the term for the those gear things. Y'all y'all don't, don't call them that. <laughs> yeah, the I don't knows, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's do the thermal detonators for those speed balls. Hmm, no one said thermal detonators yet, so there's another one. All right, Stan, do you have... You have one last attempt. Do you have one? Where's the limit? Oh, wait, he has to miss two? Come on. Nope, this is number two here. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to think of raid gear now. Oh, shoot. Uh, something's hitting my tongue, but I am drawing a blank. All right, so... Yep. Go on. Man. All right, so it's up to me now for this one. I had an answer, but now I don't. Running out of answers. Yeah, I don't have an answer. You got anything else, Sparrow? I can think of one other one. It's the right. Mark Nine, the biotech implants. Another one of those balls. Bowels that look like um, it always reminds me of uh, not Cortana the this guilty spark in Halo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Halo. All right. So trivia five says lots fifteen question marks. So let's see how many we came up with. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. We came up with 16, so I think we covered them all. <laughs> Answers. Mark V stun guns. So that one was Sparrow. No, that was Stan. No, that wasn't Sparrow. That was Stan. I started, I started off with Carbonti. You had stun cuffs. My bad. 
Yep. Mark V slash sick arachnoid droid caller. That was Sparrow. That, yep, that's me. Med packs. That was Sparrow. Biotech implant. That was me. So that last one you'd had fit into the yep. one I said before. Yeah. Blast tech weapon mod. I don't know which one that is. One of you guys want to look up the mod. shape of that one. Carbontes, yeah. that was Sparrow. Uh, Cheetah Comlink. Did anyone give that Cheetah Comlink? That doesn't sound like something we said. Uh, I, that might Hypo be one of the names, yeah. Hypo Syringe, Stan Head. Zerka Stun Cuffs, that was Sparrow. Fusion Furnace, that was Stan. Fabricate data pad, that was me. Merson shield generator, that is the stoplight. Uh, Merson thermal detonator, that was Sparrow. Neurosav electro binoculars, who said that one? Sparrow binox. Yep, binox. Nubian design, that was me. Nubian security scanner, that's me, because that's the stupid freaking boombox. Um, tag hollow lens. Nothing. I don't think any of us had a hollow lens. No, I don't think that, so either. That was the one that was on the tip of my tongue. I just couldn't. I can spit it out. Yeah. And the last one is the Zoltan Bactagel. I don't think anybody had Bactagel. No, I think I said that one. Actually, Bactagel oh, no, yeah. was Stan. Yep, Stan. Yeah, Bactagel. So, that leaves us with Sparrow got one, two, three, four, five, six. six. That puts Sparrow at ten. Stan got one, two, three, four. Stan got four. That puts him at nine. I got one, two, three, four, five. And that puts me at eleven. So, final score. Of trivia for episode 98. Good night, punk. 11. Sparrow with the comeback at 10. And Stan with the 9. Uh, oh, man. My Let mother, his co host come back on him. My booty knowledge. <laughs> no, the booty. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I just want to say I, I had a lot of fun tonight. It was awesome to have you guys on here. Oh, for sure. It's always a blast coming on. Uh, appreciate the opportunity. Uh, we'll have to get you all get you guys on our show one time, at least. They need to do it, man. I want to. I want. I. I keep. I listen to the cantina all the time, but I have never actually been in it. So, I really want to know how good you are at making those drinks. To be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there were some health inspectors came by. It was a whole ordeal. We're waiting for the checks to clear. Uh, we're getting taken care of. <laughs> Gotta renew that uh, alcohol license, right? So, some say Stan only knows how to make one drink. Oh, that is blue bantha milk. Hey, that's all you need. Mm. Straight from the source. Alcoholic blue bantha, or I, you would have to come into the cantina to find out. I, be, well, now I'm intrigued. I will be there. So, well, 
thank you guys for coming on and keeping me company today. Because if I had to talk to myself for two and a half hours, I might be a little crazier than I already am. So that's a good thing. Um, everyone else out there, uh, we will be back next ep- next week with two more guests for episode 99. I am uh, happy to announce right now who they are. It will be Naughty Karate and Nukin from Republic. Woo-hoo. So if you want to hang out next week, those are my two guests. They're another two of my buddies. So we're going to have more fun talking about that big, big update that's coming next week. And so we will be doing that. You guys have anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, yeah, come check us out on our show, uh, Cantina Vizsla. It's available on all of the podcasts and programs out there. Uh, check us, <laughs> shoot us a line on Discord. We love hanging out with you guys. Uh, funny story, if you, you don't know, we actually started our show through Shattered Order Discord. Uh, I met Sparrow on uh, uh, LFG. Uh, we, we hit it off. End up talking about Star Wars and its galactic assortment of heroic characters, and decided we would record it. And another show was born. So, <laughs> one of my favorite podcasts. So I won't lie there. I love listening to you guys. So go check it out, Cantina Vizsla, on Twitch, Stitcher, and all those other places. And uh, yeah, go check it out. Thanks for hanging out, guys. We will catch you on. Uh, next week's episode someone someone do the wink later here see you thank you for listening to the shattered order podcast Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.